Jedi were real. I used to wonder about that myself. Thought it was a bunch of mumbo jumbo. A magical power holding together good and evil, the dark side and the light. Kid, I've flown from one side of this galaxy to the other. I've seen a lot of strange stuff, but I've never seen anything to make me believe there's one all-powerful force controlling everything. There's no mystical energy field that controls my destiny. Crazy thing is, it's true. All of it. The Force, the Jedi. It's all true. So it's mm. it's weird because it's like slightly delayed mm-hmm. or whatever you know, so it's like wad wad quash 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 quash. We're uh, we're the new like cool duet to that. Like we could throw that into a song now, make like an EDM mix with it. Was it like? I guess it'd be like uh, what do they what do they call that when you when somebody sings row 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 your boat gently down the stream <laughs> and then the next person chimes in. Ooh, I don't know. Like they started over. I I could never do that. Like that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in school I had this like vocal music class and we tried to do that and it was just like hmm. nah that's, nah, that's not working <laughs> yeah uh, not but, working for uh, me hmm. if it was like one one quad quad posh posh you know that that makes that makes sense to me uh, but like I two think, people like overlaying each other is, is yeah. harder for you uh-huh. like that yeah. just like keeping that your your line straight as you're trying to yeah. overlap yeah that is tough like even though I know it's coming, I'm like, what is this motherfucker doing? Mm-hmm. He started way late. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, there, I don't know if you are familiar that well with uh, the movie You've Got Mail. but uh, uh, I'm familiar with the AOL phrase. There you go. Based on that? Yes. A ra- wow. I know. It, it was... Uh, Starring that guy? There's a, there's a sequel. You might have heard of the Emoji movie. <laughs> they are connected. That's true. <laughs> It was early internet yeah. though. It was totally different. But uh, but yeah, there's a there's a scene in that where they're singing a Christmas song. I'm sorry, Brent. But yes. as they go around, they all have a different line, and then they are like, they say their new line, and then everybody says all of their lines at the same time. And there's one one girl who has to plug her ears just so she can like say hers because she's like she cannot keep her straight because there's so much. And it becomes yeah. a, quite a cacophony. It's like five people saying different lines or whatever. That's that's a good word for it. Yeah. yeah it's just like mm-hmm. it's too much yeah. going on. Like <laughs> you're trying to keep your uh, the melody straight, trying to keep the lyrics straight. Mm-hmm. You've got these yeah. other people singing around you. And it's not as if it weren't bad enough to have like one other person doing it. Then you have a third fourth and fifth person doing it yeah that's and really it's tough just yeah it's it's fucking insane <laughs> i don't like it i don't appreciate it it's the first time i'll ever see brent hulk mad and she's like enough already <laughs> in the center of that group <laughs> no i mean if you were here for uh, for christmas that's what mm-hmm. i always start the day by flipping over a table that's true and i get out of bed uh, yeah we actually uh you've shown me your bedtime routine where you set a table mm-hmm. next to you with uh-huh. with different things on it every night. Sometimes like that. The one I really liked, the Precious Moments figurines, was real like a nice touch. Um, it really had a good clang to it in the morning. Look uh, for people who don't know, um, Oklahoma is uh, one of our neighboring states is Missouri, and they've got mm-hmm. a. 
precious moments uh, figurine gallery there. And uh, I just like to go up there and, you know, um, I like to consider it a mm-hmm. smash room. Uh, oh, where I just yeah. take all my rage out. You know, I walk in there with a bat and I'm like, one, please. And then after the, <laughs> after the first four times, they're like, uh-uh, Poppy. Oh, man. Never again, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'll get them. I'll, I'll trick them. You're, I might take a sledgehammer next time just to throw off. I think you're not even allowed in anymore, right? Yeah, but I wear a mustache on my mustache. So oh, cool. They'll, they'll, they'll never know I, I was going to offer if you needed to uh, to have me stand on your shoulders uh, and then we could wear like a giant trench coat. I could go in for you if you want, if that would help. Sure, sure. I mean, I could just go in for you, but like I think I, the look of it would be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, uh, as an alternate, we should do like a horse costume where you're in the, okay. the front half and I'll <laughs> just like hold you around the waist and be the, the back half, you know? Um, uh, I do exclusively wear thongs, by the way. Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah, you were here last weekend. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Duh. I know this. When well, I'm comfortable, all right? Yeah. It's fine. Um, yeah, this is much better than my backup plan of, you know, at the end of Deadpool where mm. um, he takes off the mask and he's going to kiss his girlfriend, but he has a... Uh, picture of Hugh Jackman's face stapled <laughs> yeah. to his face. Uh, I was just going to have a, a gonna... picture of my face stapled to my face and I was like, oh, you know, thinking about it uh-huh. afterward, I was like, oh, that, that's probably not good. I, not I thought you were good. saying you were going to staple Hugh Jackman's face to my butt uh, so that he would be looking mm-hmm. at you, which is, I felt, it's a nice thing to look at. Yeah, I felt like I would need two pictures, though. One on each <laughs> cheek. <laughs> going to double cheek it. And you, when I walked and then they bounced, they could be like, they're talking. Uh-huh. So we could yeah. like have their mouths kind of like Terrence and Philip. So like they just open up. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> with each with its cheek. <laughs> <laughs> so you pick your guys or girls or whoever. Yeah. You know, and uh, we'll make this work, and we'll get yeah. you what you need. Basically, we'll make it work, and we'll make you twerk. <laughs> and on that note, Britt, I don't know where the fuck this is going, but apparently we're doing it. <laughs> I'm Stephen. I'm Brent. And welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff, where <laughs> these two fucking weirdos say all kinds of <laughs> all kinds of cool shit in the morning. So yes. uh, today, oh, did I well, not update I, this? I, evidently, I didn't. <laughs> Wait, are we are we doubling back? Oh man, we uh, Britt and I have this little script that we follow. It's an outline uh, that we follow, mm-hmm. and if things are wrong on there, like. I'm like Ron Burgundy. Like, I just get thrown for a loop. <laughs> <laughs> I did not even... I looked earlier. I was like, yeah, that's, I think everything looks fine. Looks fine. Um, didn't even notice. So, anyway, we are discussing Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. From, the Force Awakens. Uh, from 2015. Um, and very much looking forward to uh, discussing this with you, Brent. Yes. Yes. Very much looking forward to it. Uh, as we've discussed previously, this is both of our collective mm. number one Star Wars movie. Yep. So this should be good. Um, I told you off air uh, that at a certain point, I stopped taking notes and just watched the movie. Um, yeah. So it, uh, w- I'm sure we'll have enough to discuss, but mm-hmm. it may not be as uh, thorough as the, the yeah. other uh, episodes we did. And, uh, yeah, I was watching it really late, in a, and I am very tired, so uh, mm-hmm. I tried to fill in what I could remember and write notes where I could, mm-hmm. watch some of the cool parts today, and uh, kind of relived mm-hmm. a lot of the, the awesomeness of it. So, yeah, we'll see what we ended up talking about. 
it's gonna be a weird episode that's for sure <laughs> both know that um brent real quick before we get into many topics i did uh-huh. have a, a little soda chat wanted to Good. slide Good. in here yes so it's christmas time uh brent and i are not doing a whole lot of christmas stuff for the uh, podcast we're, we're focusing on star wars as it should be mm-hmm. sure. um and uh but to discuss a little bit of what I got going on, I definitely have uh, my, my Christmas drinks that I like to bring in, and one of them is a uh, the specific glass bottle Cokes. Not the Mexican oh, okay. Cokes, but the uh, just the little bottles that they sell, mm. I think, year-round. But I associate them with Christmas. I think every uh, six-pack that I get has Santa Claus's face on it, the classic mm-hmm. rosy-cheeked Coca-Cola Santa Claus. But there's mm-hmm. something about these glass bottles, and I'm going to... Little pop this open. We'll see how it sounds. Wow, Ooh. that was good. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, he's trying it. Bottle up to lips. Oh yeah, there's just something about that. Mm, tastes like a good classic Pepsi. Brent, <laughs> don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. There's a. <laughs> it's the most annoyed you've been with me on the podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, you did make me think of something though. My work. One of the perks at my work that's pretty cool is they provide some snacks for us, like candy and chips and granola mm. bars and whatever, and they provide sodas. I don't remember if I've talked about this or not. Um, apparently, our CEO mm. loves Dr. Pepper, so he oh. always has that on hand, but we all we all have like a, a smattering of different things. But as as we've expanded, and I guess people requested things, is it has grown in a variety, and it used mm. to be like... Mostly Coke and Dr. Pepper and, like, uh, Sprite, I guess. Um, mm. And now we, we still mostly have Coke, like, across the top, and it gets taken out a lot. But they started buying a little bit of Pepsi. So it's like wow. a real life – I'm getting to see, like, a, a real-life poll go on in, like, real time, you know, as people yeah. – like, how many people take the Pepsis? Are they requesting more? Are they adding more because people like those more? Uh, mm-hmm. But I was I was intrigued because I was very happy with the Dr Pepper and Coke selection, mm-hmm. and then some people were like, "No, get my fucking Pepsi up in here." So right. next step, that whole fucking thing, RC Cola. That's domination. That's where I'm headed. All right. <laughs> there you go. I realize the game now. <laughs> I got to take it over. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Make everybody be believers. <laughs> Just saying. You uh, you drink your can of RC as if it were. Like on a TV show where you've got the label sponge where they can see it. Mm-hmm. Even if like the, the mouth doesn't line up yeah. with your mouth. Doesn't matter. You just kind of let it dribble out of the side. Yeah. Like, because you got to show that. I just label. throw it at my face. I let yeah. my, that's why I have a beard. I let it soak in so it yeah. doesn't go everywhere. And people are just like, mm-hmm. man, that guy looks fucking cool. Yeah. So, yeah. I will say, uh, and this has come up uh, a couple times recently. I'm not a, uh, a spiller. I don't mm. spill my drinks. Uh, and I don't, uh, often miss my mouth uh when uh-huh. i'm drinking but i had a um a, a cup a uh what do you call it uh i guess that's like a, a thermos okay. where it has like a screw top on it or whatever insulated mug yeah sure uh-huh. and uh i uh i got it and i was having problems where um it wasn't like the liquid wasn't coming out of it. i drink coffee mm-hmm. and uh, it wasn't coming out properly because there's a like a, a separate hole outside of the mouth hole to where air can come yeah, in and sure. air funnels through or whatever. Science! <laughs> and um, it wasn't working, and uh, I ended up, like, pouring coffee Ooh. on my face and would drip down my shirt. Ooh, um, and I will say, it could have been much worse. Luckily, I was wearing a dark-colored shirt, so it didn't really show up outside of, you know, when it dried. Uh-huh. Um, but also, I feel like my beard did help 
keep the coffee there you the go. bulk of it on my face, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and matter of fact, it looped back up and into my mouth. <laughs> it was like a straw. It was like a, a it's crazy like straw. A, it, like, it like went up like a wick. Just like kept going oh. and like dripped down. Yeah, I guess I'm saying I'm back. <laughs> like a John Wick, right? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were just voicing the uh, the coffee liquid. That's what it would say. Guess yeah. I'm back. Uh-huh. As it, yeah, yeah, slowly drips down. Like whatever. What is this thing? This little like dip in in our the top of our lips. I, it's so weird. Noses. I heard that on a podcast right? earlier this week. Awesome. I've never heard that term before. And now you're bringing it up? <laughs> yeah. Damn. I don't know. I don't remember what it is. Uh, well, it's kind of like uh, you say something and then an ad pops up, you know, because everything's listening. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. listening all the time yeah. to what you're doing. So I brought it up specifically to freak you out. <laughs> <laughs> That was the widest I've ever seen your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. Well, well, um, yeah. Stephen, before we get into the, the mini show topics, um, I do have a, a quick story. Okay. Um, and it's something I wanted to, to bring up on the show. Um, so yesterday I was, I was talking to my wife and, uh, we were, well, you know how my wife and I are. Uh, we were getting into a, a, a classic argument, but uh, no. you know it's kind of a, a fun thing. It's, it's just how we, how yeah. we get along. It's how you communicate. And, it's uh, I, I, I said something to my wife to where she responded, no, it's, it's true. I swear to God. And then in, in her mind, she was clicking over. She knows I don't believe in God. So then she mm. was like, <laughs> the exchange went like this. It's like, I, it's true. I swear to God. Or the devil, or you know whoever you believe in. And so I was just like, wait, so I, so I, you think I believe in the devil then? And so that that gave me pause. And then you know I don't. Oh man. For for Eltas show canon, I like things to come up naturally on the podcast. Uh-huh. But I think I think we gotta retroactively <laughs> add this in that I I I only believe in the devil uh, because I do kind of like the the ring of it. So. I still consider myself an atheist, but you know, oh, like man. there's something about the devil. You know, he's kind of metal. You know, I felt like he was giving the short shrift. He uh-huh. had a, an idea that was different from uh, the collective. You know, up in H Town. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's that's where I'm going to be. That's where you know, from this point <laughs> forward, until, until something else changes. <laughs> Carl Winslow, yes, yeah, so and the devil. Okay, so yeah. both. I was going to say, what happens yeah. to Carl in this scenario? But uh, as long as he's still around, then yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, goddamn. Um, I, uh, I guess you know. I think you should lean into it because mm-hmm. um, there's there's something about um, it makes me think of like in the '80s they had like devil worshiping scares, like they'd have like teenagers kill someone or whatever. They'd be like, oh, they were like in a cult. They were like devil worshippers. And it's mm-hmm. like it, it's thought of as the antithesis to not believing in God, but yes, generally you and I just don't believe in any of that because yeah. it's a fairy tale. It's a fairy tale. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I think that uh, new canon, uh, not for me, but for Brent. For maybe me, yeah. maybe mm-hmm. you're gonna try to convert me. We'll see. Um, no, <laughs> it's not part of the like, church. Like like I truly I truly feel that like religion uh, should be like a personal thing. And mm. I understand, like, if somebody is fearful for someone else, like, of, of spending an eternity in hell, but also it's like, come on, <laughs> you know, like, come on, it's, it's pretty out there. It seems like um, you want hell all to yourself. 
I do. I do. You I do, do like the heat. temperatures, yeah, you know? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so especially around room. here, you know, it's um, last year here in Oklahoma, uh, we had a very mild winter. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe I was uh, still wearing T-shirts out mm-hmm. sans jacket Whoa. Uh, about this time last year. Uh, that's not the case this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been uh, cold as shit, and mm. uh, I don't like it. Um, and I'm ready to go to hell where uh, <laughs> Grandmaster Satan is spending on the ones and twos down there. So, yeah, I'm I just, ready for it. I just pictured you going down there, and he's he's spinning records, and you set up next to him, and you're just having a ball. You just have the biggest smile on your face. Just you and your new pal Satan. Hell yeah. Just spinning records. Just being cool bros. <laughs> that Man, what a great idea for a book title. Yeah. My Pal Satan. <laughs> and a kid's toy. My Pal Satan. Yeah, it could be like, like, it could be like, like my a, buddy. Yeah. It could be like yeah. an illustrated chil- children's novel. Children's novel. Children's it. book. Yeah. Yeah. A new. Oh, yeah. L. Tass presents children's books <laughs> starring the devil. <laughs> Look, we want to get some attention on the podcast. Uh, we'll do it in a very uh, a scrutinized oh, way. Oh man, yeah, fantastic. Well, uh, let's let's uh, roll up into the mini topics. Let's what do, do you say? I so, got this guy ready. Got that timer? Yeah, um, a minute twenty two seconds on the yeah. clock. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. Oh, it said Jonathan well, Davis of Corn. Uh, yes. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, All right, so if you are a fan of spy movies, Mm. well, this has been a great week for you. We got two new trailers. Uh, One was a teaser for Black Widow, and uh, the other one was uh, for the new 007 movie, No Time to Die. So True. It's it's either a very short movie uh, or a very long one, um, or nobody dies in it, so Mm. the stakes are mm, really reduced. Yeah. Let's start with the Black Widow yeah. teaser trailer, and we may need to flip the hourglass over since yeah, we're, we'll do it we're too. you know, you know, yeah. So Black Widow teaser trailer, mm-hmm. uh, I liked it. I think it looks good. Mm-hmm. It's a teaser trailer, so typically on those, from what I gather, even though it's trailer length, it doesn't have a lot of like special effects in there or whatever. Mm-hmm. But this one seemed like it did, especially with that final yeah, shot where she's skydiving through a shitload of rubble from who knows what. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, overall, I'm I'm excited for it. Yeah. It's an MCU movie. I like that character. I like Scarlett Johansson in that role. So very much looking forward to it. Taskmaster is the uh, the lead villain in it, I guess, or a villain in it who's a character mm-hmm. from the comics. Got okay. a skull face. Um, and then uh, Red Guardian from those Avengers comics. What about his face? He's got a skull face. A skull. I think you said he has a small face, and you just he has a small just face. Move past that, and I was like, oh, okay, he, interesting. He does if it's a skull, right? Mm. But I think it's a helmet for these That's movies. That's true. But uh, Red Guardian from those Avengers comics we've been reading is in it. He's fat, has a beard. Uh, so it's oh yeah, I'm very excited about that. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna be uh, rad. Yeah. I but, showed uh, uh, I showed Amanda the trailer. Uh, we both think it looks pretty rad. Um, uh-huh. Someone had talked online about the white suit that she has on, like oh, this. Yeah jumpsuit thing and looking like some specific video game I wasn't really familiar with uh, and they mentioned all the there's like they're like there's so many catwalks in this movie that they get to like jump around on uh, oh, like all the different yeah raised levels that they're on and yeah. I was like yeah it, it looks like Goldeneye and I'm here for it uh, like it reminds me of the video game Goldeneye so uh, I'm down for that I'm down for that being like an MCU movie doing a spy yeah. thing so that sounds pretty cool to me yeah so uh, yeah <laughs> well, Stephen, speaking of Goldeneye, um, that No Time to Die trailer uh, came out. Um, you and I aren't uh, huge Bond heads. 
Um, but uh, I did think this trailer looked neat. Uh, mm-hmm. The yeah. entire internet, the entire internet Whoa. is freaking out over this uh, second 00 agent that's in it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what her her full number is. I don't think they've revealed it yet, but it's a uh, black woman. And I think that's significant because the, I guess whoever runs the Bond movie franchise has indicated that the next Bond might be mm-hmm. a black female. So maybe it's a transitional uh, role. I don't know. It's cool though. But uh, but overall, I think uh, you had mentioned via text that you thought the cinematography looks good. Mm-hmm. I agree. And um, I haven't seen all the Bond movies. I've seen like the first and the fourth one for the Daniel Craig ones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't. Uh, I didn't realize there's like continuity between them. Mm-hmm. Evidently. <laughs> uh, but I guess the 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 two best ones are like. Was it like uh, the second, third one, Skyfall being the the, yeah. the best one or whatever? Haven't seen it, but uh, I've recently bought all all four of them on iTunes, so I'll go through and rewatch them. And uh, I don't know if I'll plan on seeing this one in theaters, but yeah, I don't know, we'll see. We'll see how it works out. I, yeah. So I was trying to remember which ones there are. So it's Casino Royale, Quantum of uh-huh. Solace, yeah, Skyfall, Spectre. Uh-huh. Yep. Is that right? Okay. So I haven't uh-huh. seen Spectre. Um, Quantum of Solace I thought was okay. Skyfall was pretty cool. And then mm-hmm. um, Spectre I just haven't seen, but I, I would see. And then this one uh, I thought looked pretty cool. I'm not sure they go to theaters either because I just don't really mm-hmm. go to a lot. But, um, but yeah, it was uh, it was a really good trailer, I thought, and mm-hmm. it looks pretty good. I think that the fighting scenes and the, like the cinematography in general just mm-hmm. looked kind of inspired and stuff. And uh, if there's like a changing of the baton or whatever, passing of the baton, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See where that goes. And uh, I also heard through this, because this comes out next year, 2020, he will have been the first to play Bond in three different decades. Because he started oh, okay. in tw- 2006 with uh, yeah. Casino Royale. So that's pretty rad. And yeah. uh, I guess he's the longest running Bond anyway or something. I'm not sure by movie or by, wow. okay. by year, I guess. Yeah. Uh, which is so crazy to think when they first came out with Casino Royale, and, like uh, Daniel Craig was such a controversial choice. Like, uh, some people, like, when he first was chosen, people were, like, unsure about it. Now he's become Bond for, like, the longest or whatever. So, yeah, interesting how that played out. Oh, and, and I forgot to mention, this is the 25th Bond movie. Yeah. So, wow. yeah, it's kind of significant in that way as well. Um, as a quick aside, mm-hmm. both you and I have independently seen Knives Out, which Daniel Craig <laughs> yes. is in. I was going to mention this, but I didn't know where. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, boy, what a great movie. Yes, uh, awesome. Ryan, Ryan Johnson. Um, it's weird that Yoda shows up in it, but I mean... I'm okay. here for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Yoda shows up. Um, again, there's another uh, light speed, um, you know, death, you know, uh-huh. obviously. Yeah. Um, he kills Luke Skywalker again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, but Knives Out is great. Um, you've got a, a bunch of fantastic actors in it. And as I was watching the movie, I was like, oh, shit, yeah, this this actor's in it. I, I totally forgot. Like, I, I knew Chris Evans was in mm-hmm. it. But uh, Frank Oz, who voices Yoda, yeah. uh, is in the movie. And and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is always great. And, uh, yeah, man. There's so many good people in it. Michael Michael Shannon. Yes. Um, uh, Anna de, de Armas, I think is mm-hmm. her name, like the, the lead yeah. actress in that movie. Man, she was fantastic. She was so I good. I really loved her. Yeah. We were trying, I don't remember if there was something I did know her from. It's like there was some, she's from some stuff, but I don't think I had seen it. She's in that new Bond movie. Oh, well, there you go. Um, yeah. But yeah, she, uh, she was great. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the whole cast was great. I just thought it was so fun, and I was curious, we hadn't talked about it since like we told you we had gone and then you guys had already bought tickets 
and you weren't sure if you'd like it or not. And uh, I screeched at you, don't spoil it. <laughs> you which did. Is, I, I knew you wouldn't spoil it. You would never do that. But it's but, good uh, too. Yeah. Yeah, just in case. But um, yeah. but yeah, it was. Uh, I'm glad that you liked it. As, you guys liked it as well. Did Brandy like it too? Yeah. Yeah, we had a, a really good time. We had a, a fun little discussion on the way home from mm-hmm. the theater, which is always a, a good time. That means that uh, the movie sat with you, you know, and sure. it's like, oh, what? What do you think this means? Or did you know this was going to happen? Yada, yada, yada. Um, so if, if people don't know, it's like a murder mystery movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, the less you know about it, the better, I think. Yeah. Um, so, Amanda went in with, like, very little knowledge at all. I think maybe she had seen a trailer. I might have mm-hmm. even kept that from her. Uh, or she might have watched it a long time ago. But uh, she had kind of went into a blind, and I think that was really cool. Um well, she should have opened her eyes. There's some good pictures in that movie. God damn. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we had a good time. Amanda, um, you know, we, we talk about theater experiences sometimes. Yeah. Amanda had a box of Buncha Crunch that she decided she didn't want to hold anymore because she was cold and she was going to wrap up in her coat. And she decided that the best place to put that was in my lap, I guess, without asking me. And so I had my arms folded already, and I was like, no, I don't want those. So she just dropped it, and then it fell through the cracks to the floor. And I was like, come on. And she was like, sorry. And she moved her coat up, and the popcorn she had was sitting on her coat, and it fully tipped over upside down. (laughs) Good Lord. So I can't go to movies with my wife anymore, Brent. (laughs) You just... (laughs) Kept shushing her loudly. (laughs) My brother Danny was on the other side of her, and he, like, kept trying to tap me and be like, no, it's fine, it's funny, or whatever. And I was just, Mm -hmm. like, furious. I was like, I am not acknowledging this is happening. Do not ruin this. Um, But, yeah, Amanda was just cold. And then, to her credit, she did clean up as much as she could of the popcorn after the movie Mm -hmm. to uh, not make it too horrible for the the workers there. The cleaning crew, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I was just like, come on, I can't take you anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, so there's also been some new details about the new Ghostbuster film Mm -hmm. that's coming out, I guess, next year. Yeah. Boy, I really should have wrote that down. Oh, wait, did I? No, (laughs) no, I did not, I did not. Uh, I guess it's next year. It was like you almost surprised yourself. Nope, and I didn't. (laughs) <laughs> I saw a date, but it was yeah, very totally. soon. Uh, so the the title of the movie is Ghost Ghoster Ghostbusters Afterlife, and uh, you know it's uh, significant. You know the great state of Oklahoma mm. has a major play recently. I know it. Uh, you know we're in the Watchmen, uh, the new Watchmen series, only for good reasons, yeah. um, as you may know. <laughs> No, no uh, weird trauma from back Mm-mm. in the 1920s at all that's playing uh, into race relations of uh, the current political climate. Yeah. Um, but uh, this one hopefully is a little bit better story. Uh, what if, this is a, what if they're ahead. there because their family was ravaged by meth? Oh, they're like, <laughs> I would not be surprised. <laughs> they're like, Oklahoma, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Look, you know what? A portion of Logan, uh, the mm. Hugh Jackman vehicle, uh-huh. uh, took place in Oklahoma. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, hashtag never forget. Oh, no, man. Sorry. Um, but uh, but yeah. So in Ghostbusters Afterlife, a family moves into a haunted house in Oklahoma, and they discover a familial relationship to one of the original Ghostbusters. And uh, you know what? Paul Rudd is amongst the cast yes. in this movie, which was revealed. Uh, you and I love Paul Rudd. And, yeah, we do. Um, That's, is that yeah. one of the butt cheeks? Paul Rudd? That's one of the butt cheeks. There you we know go. What? We've, we've solved it. Named it. <laughs> One are, are you sticking solved. with Hugh Jackman on the other side? Mm, 
let's see if we can come up with something else through yeah. the course of this film. Let's just <laughs> film this podcast. <laughs> we are filming all of these for a documentary someday. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Am we I keep all of this. Can you see me? Am I weird? I need to. Okay. Try to be better. Okay. There's going to be, be a lot of outtakes of Brett just screaming at people off camera. <laughs> I said, keep me in focus, damn it. <laughs> I just unintentionally reenact the Christian Bale freak out from uh, Terminator Salvation. (laughs) You lighten this damn shot. I'm just trying to act here. (laughs) Oh, good for you. (laughs) Um, But uh, but yeah, so evidently the Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer comes out on Monday, December 9th, which was yesterday, if you're listening to this as this uh, podcast comes out. Yep. So, boy, what a good trailer that was. Uh, the thing where we saw Ecto-1 driving through a field, yep. that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul Rudd was holding Paul. one of the traps. Yep. Also neat. That was cool. And, um, uh, yeah. Did you did you see if there were ghosts in it? I, I, I believe there probably were. What a I twist. Yeah. I don't want to commit to anything. Yeah, but I'm I'm pretty positive. I I since I just watched the trailer that yes, I did see ghosts. Yeah. Time travel. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to this though. I think this is a step in the right direction. It's directed by uh, Jason Reitman, who I like as a director in his own right. But mm-hmm. uh, he's the son of Ivan Reitman, who directed the first Ghostbusters, so that's cool. Yeah. Um, I think the title's okay. I was kind of I was like yeah when I saw it. Um, I'm not really sure what I want from any of them either, though, because they they called the last one Ghostbusters, and then they kind of tacked on the answer the call thing at one point or whatever. It's like a subtitle sort of. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm not sure. Like it's like Halloween 2018. I still hate having to call it that, but I, you know, I don't know what else they'd call it either. So mm-hmm. I'm down yeah. with it, I guess. Uh, Oklahoma things rad. And yep. uh, Paul Rudd is always good, so that mm-hmm. that mostly I'm just like, yep, I'm down. Yep. So, oh, and it has Finn Wolfhard from yeah, uh, true, yeah. Stranger Things and uh-huh. it. Um, there's someone else too. I don't know if it was his sister in the in the movie or someone else in the cast that I, I can't remember right now. Slimer. Sl- oh, That's what it is. Slimer. Yeah, he's back. Old Onion Head. <laughs> back on the big screen. Very exciting. He's. You guys probably saw him in the trailer. That's one of yeah. the ghosts you saw. It was cool, right? Yeah. He shows up, and he's he's wearing a proton pack. Boy. No one saw it coming. He, he <clears throat> took the, the title of this franchise literally. He's a ghost buster. Oh, wow. They, the yeah. ghosts fight back. That's... Mm. Wow. And there's there like a war. We've solved the script. Wow. Done. <laughs> this is the movie people have been clamoring for. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah. and as a uh, as a final little mini topic, um, and this is something that happened a couple weeks ago, just didn't get to it on the last episode, but uh, the Rise of Skywalker script uh, was posted to eBay. I'm mm-hmm. sure you've heard about this. Uh, the, uh, the script was left under an actor's bed and found by the cleaning person and then uh, given to somebody to sell on eBay, which would be problematic because it's the end of a nine-part uh, Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you don't want any the end of any movie let alone the ending of a uh, a major saga like this to be spoiled so that could have ended poorly but luckily the script was found by a disney employee uh on the site before the script could be sold so mm. it kind of worked out there and then later on it was revealed that the actor in question was none other none other than john boyega but i wonder 
Mm-mm. If he's covering for someone. You know? Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Because <clears throat> guess what? Anthony Daniels, you know? <laughs> Maybe he's rebelling, you know? Maybe he's like, okay. I've got to wear this suit again. I've got to keep my arms like this. Fuck these guys. This fucking red arm. <laughs> this fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I think that's a good theory. You never yeah. know. John Boyega is a stand-up guy. Maybe he was doing it for a friend. I feel like, much like Steve Rogers, he's thrown himself on this grenade. Aww. Take the heat off. Good comparison. Um, you know, I feel like John Boyega is a good dude. I feel like, uh, you know, yeah, he's just he's just jumping on that grenade mm-hmm. so somebody else doesn't have to take it. Um, so, good good for him. Um, it's El Tas Cannon. It's nice. It's nice <laughs> He didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Are we going against what may be reality? Yeah, okay, maybe sure, yeah. But that's the world we live in. That's the world we live in, you know? You get we to decide. Make our own thing. Yep. <laughs> the facts yeah. that work. And then you, dear listener, you could say, oh, no, I heard on a podcast that. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know. And that, that lends a, a degree of credibility to what you're saying. That's right. And mm-hmm. then when you report it to someone and then it, you know, word of mouth trickles down, um, we can be a footnote on an article somewhere. That's right. Um, if, you know. They decide to do such a thing. Yeah. And we can also put all of this in our documentary that we're filming right now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. As reported on Let's Talk About Gay Stuff, it's like, oh, well, I mean, they got our, our name in there. It's a different podcast, but. You know, speaking of, uh, I was hearing some some rumblings about some LGBTQ uh, representation in the new Star Wars film, and oh, yeah. but that it would not be Finn and Poe. And I was like, okay, and I, I then I heard like, uh, and I, I kind of heard rumblings of that for a while, I guess, but um, people wanting them to be together or have a relationship there or whatever, but apparently there's like a pretty big fan love of that relationship. And so when I was watching Force Awakens again this time, uh, I kind of played that in my head and I was like, I never saw it because they're not like, it's not like just two dudes being like, let's make out. It's just like two normal dudes like they are. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they might want to fuck. That's cool. And I, yeah. I was like, I kind of would dig them as a couple. So yeah. then maybe they're throwing us off the scent and they're like, that actually does happen. But I'd be down for it. Those two yeah, guys. I mean, that's fine. That's sharing fine. clothes. There's that part where he's like, that's my jacket. And he's like, oh, sorry. And he's like, no, <laughs> let's go to new bro. I was like, yeah, yeah. sparks flying. No. no, keep it. And then he takes it back to his hand yes. and just like strokes it across Finn's face. Yeah, it's subtle, but it's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, go for it, guys. Rad. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm down for that. Um, and whatever representation they, they're talking about is, is always good or whatever. But uh, right. I, I, this time I was like, oh, I kind of get it. Yeah. So. I, uh, I heard, you know, even though that script wasn't sold on eBay, I did hear a, a couple of rumors from it. And uh, oh, yeah. one of them is uh, where uh, Finn walks up behind Poe and uh, whispers in his ear. It's like... Uh, I know you. I know you've seen some black holes before, but uh, never, never one like this. And then walks away, and the scene continues. Oh my god, that was fantastic! I didn't know where that was going, and I saw a few different avenues, but you chose one. No, it wasn't me. It's part of the script. Yeah. Uh, will it make it into the final cut? I don't, you know. don't know. You know, sometimes they, they like to trim That's true. trim things out of movies, you know. I'm, I'm, the, geez, the movie comes out in, what, nary but a couple of weeks? It's crazy. Boy. Yeah, so, so Yeah, I mean, pff, who knows? Yeah. They could be in the editing bay right now. Mm-hmm. Deciding. You know, trimming. Yeah. Huh. Should we leave the, the black hole 
cut in there. We should collectively use the force right now, and listeners, uh-huh. please also just mm-hmm. try to change their minds to leave that in, make sure that stays in, you know? Because mm-hmm. the world needs to see that black hole. That's right. <laughs> Release the black hole cut. <laughs> can I? Can we talk about that briefly? Yeah, go ahead. Do you care about the Snyder Cut? About the Snyder Cut? Yeah, or about all this hoopla about it. So, all this poopla? Is that yeah, what you said? all did this you poopla? poopla. Yeah, I did. Okay. Did now, Canon. Go for it. Steven, we, we work exclusively blue. Uh, exclusively brown. <laughs> so, so um, no, I don't. Um, if we, look, if they should release a Snyder Cut, I would watch it, you know, just out of morbid mm-hmm. curiosity, right? Yeah. Um, but it's not like, I don't know what, what some of the, the fandom surrounding it is thinking. Yeah. Like, it's going to make it so much better because um, he did Man of Steel. <laughs> yeah, did Not you great, see the other right? ones? <laughs> yeah, he did BVS uh, straight up bad. Yeah. Um, I don't know that his version of a Justice League movie would be better at all. Yeah. I don't know if the special effects are even finished. Like, I That's, don't know yeah. why the studio would bother finishing them if they were, you know, he reasonably he had to remove himself from yeah. the uh he had a family tragedy so he had to remove himself from the 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 movie so they brought in joss whedon um who you know i guess quote unquote finished a movie or took it in the direction that the studio wanted i mm-hmm. i don't i don't know what the situation is there yeah. but um yeah i don't even know if it's a finished movie to be released mm-hmm. like i don't i don't know i don't i don't <laughs> i guess <laughs> like it had a, a totally different like storyline altogether oh um, yeah that'd be weird so I, I, I do have some curiosity about it, but I'm not like clinging to hope or clamoring for it yeah. or whatever. Like if it never comes out, like, you know, no big deal to me. Yeah. So that's cool. You know. Yeah. I think that describes how I kind of feel about it as well. Yeah. I don't get why people mm-hmm. were going crazy about it and stuff and demanding it online. But um, if it exists, that'd be kind of fun to watch with you again. Yeah. And try to get through that together and yeah. be like is Joss Whedon the savior we all know and this is just the best he could do with what he was given? Uh, yeah. Or did he ruin everything that could have been because of a, a family tragedy that unfortunately fell you know, during the production yeah. of that film? Um, mm. I don't know. I just don't expect it that would be <laughs> any better than what we got yeah. before. So, yeah, yeah, we'll see someday. Mm. Yeah. Um, so do you want to briefly, lastly, t- on the uh, many topics, talk about The Mandalorian? Hell yeah. Sweet. Hell yeah. Um, so as of recording this, the fifth episode is out, but I have not seen it. Have you seen it, Brent? I've seen the, the fifth episode. I am current. All right, cool. Um, I, I watched it on a Friday night. Um, and, uh, you know, I gotta say, mm-hmm. I'm going to go out there on a limb and, uh, break with the, uh, the rest of humanity and say, uh, Mandalorian is a good show. Um, oh yeah. Nice. Consistently. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I hate to break it to you, but mm-hmm. that fifth episode is pretty good. I have um, seen some weird mixed reviews about it, and I don't understand because everything I've seen, which is up to episode four, uh, has been awesome. And I don't know, like, I've seen some people being like, yeah, it's really good. It's not what you expected. And I'm like, but it, but it's really good. And I was like, no, it's pretty much what I expected, I guess. Like, it's everything I want out of it. I don't know what I was expecting versus yeah. what I'm getting. Like, I, I didn't really think about the story at all. I just letting it wash over me. And I'm like, yeah, this is a really good story. So. I think people, uh, hmm. hmm, 
Yeah, I'm going to say it. I'm going to put oh, this out shit. there. Okay. I feel like the Star Wars fans, longtime fans especially, yep. are having trouble uh, taking a live-action Star Wars uh, property mm-hmm. and converting that in their brains to a TV show because a TV show works differently mm-hmm. than a film, right? Because you've got... Uh, two-ish hours in a film to tell a story with a TV show that work in episodes. So even though it's, you know, the running time altogether maybe longer than the two-hour mm-hmm. movie, um, it works episodically. And I really, really dig that the episodes are, they vary in length, but they're sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they hover around like 30 to 40 minutes, yeah. more or less, right? Um, and they kind of tell the story they need to. Um, there's not a lot of fat on there mm-hmm. to trim off. Um, I do like that they let the the moments breathe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really dig that. And um, yeah, I'm fine. I, I like that the each episode tells a story of like, well, here's Mando doing his thing. And this is this is the story we're telling with this character in this mm-hmm. episode and there's some continuity from previous episodes but it doesn't really play like a a major part necessarily yeah for each one um but yeah I'm like down with that. overall I, I dig it yeah yeah i think that's a great explanation for it um it is a great explanation <laughs> thank you for co-signing um but yeah it's uh I think it's been really fun, and um, it had been oh, it had been a while since we had uh, seen episode four together because I was in town for Thanksgiving, and we watched uh, episode four at your house. Uh, is that right? No, I thought we said that before the show. Episode oh, I was, of I was the show. Episode, like, I was thinking a new hope. You're like, episode you're like four. no. <laughs> oh, by the way, that kept falling with what we were doing because we were doing the prequels. Like we did episode three of the Mandalorian with episode three and episode two with episode two. I think oh, that was like wow. fell together. Yeah. And I kept That's in weird. my head when I was writing notes, I was like, I have to be really yeah. specific. Um, yeah. so yes, episode four of the Mandalorian. There we go. That yes. we watched at your house. Um, that is correct. yeah, which was, uh, a, 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 a new cool story. Cause like we had talked about the first three were kind of all one story. Um, and that kind of worked as like a, a beginning chapter and then letting, you know, getting into four or whatever, it kind of changed it up and, uh, had some really cool things in there. So yeah, to me that was, that was still ongoing and, and the show has been great. And then I'm really looking forward to five. I just didn't have time to watch it before the yeah. recording right now. So I'll probably watch that today. The, the thing I enjoyed about watching episode four with you is it was the longer or so far, the longest episode of the 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 show so far. Mm-hmm. So, so far, so far, so far. I don't know <laughs> why I insist on repeating the same thing over and over. Um, but I feel like if I address it on uh-huh. the show, you don't have to edit it out. Nobody. We're all good. Oh, OK, cool. I thought you'd be yeah. like, nobody notices. If I say it more, it just blends in. (laughs) But uh, it being the longest episode, uh, you and I were sitting there. We're having a a grand old time watching it. And uh, there's a point toward the end of this episode where it takes place at night. They're Mm -hmm. in the woods. And they, out of like nowhere, you see this, like, is it a a ATST? Is that right? The mm-hmm. little like Walker one. Yeah, looks like a. It's like a weird two-legged robot chicken. Robot chicken. Robot chicken. A, yeah. Keep that in mind. We need to start a <laughs> <laughs> claymation doll show. 
I've never gotten into Robot Chicken. Is that what it really comes from? Because that sounds legit, and maybe you just stumbled upon the same thing. Hmm. I like that. No, I think they were just coming up with a weird title. All right. Well, I like how you made it this Star Wars canon because they do that stuff. So that's that's cool. true. Yeah. Uh, anyway, there's a an ATST that rises up out of the woods, and it has like, it's kind of like mm. um, the same color of like blues or indigos or whatever as the the night, but it has like blood red eyes, yes. just like rising up. And it looks so fucking cool, so neat. and it's uh, it's almost horror esque uh, in in how it did that, and uh, it kind of reminded me of like how um, like something from Jurassic Park in a way. Yes, you know, you've got this like large that. creature. Yes, and. At the end of the episode, when we see the cast and crew, we found out that the director of the episode was none other mm. than Bryce Dallas Howard, and uh, both of our collective minds were blown Very because cool. I didn't know even know she was directing, and the whole episode was fucking rad. So yeah, um, and you know she's got a good in. Her her father's a director. Um, you may have heard of him. Uh, he was Opie on the Andy Griffith Show, <laughs> and then uh, played a a nerd on Happy Days or whatever. So. <laughs> And directed solo, sort of taking well, over. Yeah, I mean, most directors direct by themselves, so I don't. That's I don't know call out. Even. I, I mean, yeah, that's that's a weird thing to call out, but all right. I was uh, trying to look up her and see how much she has directed, but it's not uh, separated out that way. It's just like all her filmography. Mm-hmm. So she's produced a little bit and stuff. Um, she's done like a short film, it says on here. But uh, yeah, it was cool to to see her step into that role and um, they've had a lot of interesting choices for the directors on the series so far and every show has been awesome so keep it going Steven, Steven I uh, hate to call you out but there's a window behind you and I can see the reflection on Uh-oh. your screen here and I see you're on wiki feet uh, and looking um, at her tootsies um, and I actually <laughs> typed in Jessica Chastain, which is easy to get their feet confused. Yeah, you know? it is. Their, their feet look exactly like each other. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I uh, got the credits right. Don't tell your wife. Um, <laughs> I don't want her to know that I'm in defeat. She hates me so much. You know, it yeah. really just drive a wedge between us. Oh, and a wedge that goes on feet. I didn't oh. mean to to foot yeah. pun there. Um, is that why Wedge Antilles, uh, his face is like a foot? <laughs> Yep. Is that why? Okay. That's why. Yeah. Um, yeah. Call him old foot face. Oh, foot face. Yeah. Back at it again. <laughs> hey, man, this red leader, uh, <laughs> I guess, uh, second uh, command or whatever. Anyway, my face is a foot. <laughs> Just wiggles his toes <laughs> out the window. <laughs> Star Wars canon. Mm-hmm. It's here. Um, yep. So, Brent. Yeah. Are you ready? To get into yeah. the full movie we are talking about today. Um, yes, now I am. I'm ready. Because I'm ready to take a nap. <laughs> 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 no, no, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm into uh-huh. this. All right. Yeah. We yeah. are ready to talk about Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Well, as Brent said, uh, this was both of our number one pick before we did the uh, rewatch. And... Uh-huh. Um, I'm not sure that we're ready to, to, to go back through them all, but um, I will say that this held up for me. That's easy okay. enough to say for sure. So, yep. um, Unfortunately, I was tired while I was watching it, but um, all the, the usual beats that I love were, were in it. Um, and, uh, Drop that beat! And uh, just has some really rad stuff. I'm, I just really get excited about this movie. It's very Star Wars. 
it fits in with the universe to me. And uh, uh-huh. I think once all is said and done, we'll look back on this and it'll still, you know, hold a, an awesome light in the Star Wars canon. So, mm-hmm. so as we were uh, firing up the movie um, yesterday, mm-hmm. I, uh, I'll be honest, I was a little bit nervous um, as to whether or not it would hold up because I had such a good time mm. rewatching um, A New Hope and mm-hmm. yep. Empire that those were the high bar for me. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, episodes two and three, and then six, eh, all in a row, you know. Yeah, um, it's tough. Kind of, I was, I was worried that this one would not hold up for me. I was concerned mm-hmm. that my feelings on this movie would be somewhat diminished because of that, but I have to say, Stephen, we're home. <laughs> this was good. Excellent. You know, I enjoyed the shit out of it. Yeah. There's just, I understand why some old school fans of Star Wars uh, thought this movie borrowed too much from the original trilogy because there mm-hmm. is a lot of stuff there. But uh, let me just say up front, okay, the uh, the new Death Star is a lot bigger than the old one. Yeah. Okay. The Star Destroyer is it's it's bigger. Yeah. <laughs> Brent likes bigger. Mm-hmm. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen of the court, uh, I will say you cannot deny, you simply cannot deny that the uh, Star Destroyer is in fact bigger than the Death Star. I think we can all agree and the most heavy-duty way to do it is to send some human peoples down up into its shaft and destroy it with bombs. Bombs. I like that. I do rest my case. Oh, that means I give up? Well, shit. Um, I think that you need for this movie... Um, and I'm curious to go back and, and get your opinion now uh, after the rewatch and stuff and, and this holding up for you, as you just said, that this was the movie that uh, got you into Star Wars, right? Yes. Yeah, very much so. Back yeah. in 2015. I was, I was even debating back then of just skipping it. Um, my, uh, my friend Dusty um, was a, a – and continues to be a big mm-hmm. fan of Star Wars and – um, he was going to see it, I think, like, Thursday? Mm-hmm. Like, Thursday night. Um, or actually, you know what? It's, like, Friday during the day. He went to go see it, and he texted me. He's like, dude, this is great. Yeah, and awesome. Like, yeah, I don't know if I mm-hmm. ever did. He's like, dude, you, at least give it a shot. So I went to go see it. I think we saw it on, like, a, a Monday or mm-hmm. maybe a Tuesday or whatever at my local theater. And uh, my wife and I, we both really enjoyed it. Um, so, Yeah. She mainly she enjoyed it because of BB-8, which is that one of the characters there. You know, it's, hey, whatever whatever it takes. You know, um, I, speaking of the Mandalorian earlier, um, uh-huh. I keep showing Amanda, my wife, the Baby Yoda stuff from it. Either memes or all you know, rewind it. We we did that when the ladies got home for that episode. We showed them some funny stuff from episode four yeah. uh, of the show. But uh, one of her friends is watching it. Her her boyfriend is a huge Star Wars fan, and she mm-hmm. is watching it exclusively to see what happens to Baby Yoda. And uh, I mean, that seems like it's a big draw. Yeah, like, it really it's does. A, it's a legitimate one, yeah. you know, like what's going to happen to it. Yeah. And it's not even uh, a female thing that just happens to be, uh, I think, BB-8 and Baby Yoda. Like my wife loves BB-8 as well. I think that was mm-hmm. a cute thing for everybody, though, to, to see. And yeah. they're, uh, they're both great additions to the Star Wars universe for sure. So sure. really yeah. dig that. But yeah, I was curious because, like you said, some, some Star Wars fans, um, which is a, we can acknowledge is a pretty, can be a pretty toxic um, uh, culture, uh, that, that group of people. 
yeah. and their their feelings about these movies and stuff and and whatever they think they should be. Um, and I, I definitely have strong opinions, but I hope I'm not toxic about it. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think that J.J. taking the reins of this and realizing that how the prequels played out and how people's distaste for the franchise kind of grew through that and how disappointed people were. And this movie is a big rehash of A New Hope, but I think that he realized you needed to have that familiarity and that nostalgia kind of built in and then tell the same story in a different way and kind of lead into what could become the rest of the trilogy. I just think it was a perfect decision. I think that's what I was kind of getting to earlier with going back to this, I think, uh, and time once we see the new movie and look back at this years from now. And I I think this will be a great decision of how it led into it for people like you, for people like me, um, everybody involved, it felt very star Wars, but very good because JJ is a great director and there's just something so so perfect about it that can draw in new fans and old fans alike and uh i just really enjoy the hell of it for that you know when uh ross Lichtai was on the last episode with us he said that like the first um portion of the of uh episode six um return of the jedi um he really likes but then it it kind of goes off the rails you know toward the end of it and kind of turns into this like weird thing that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense mm. and then you had mentioned you know if it was Wookiees it would have been so much better yeah. than fucking Raj or whatever look you take three uh, Ewoks you've got a, a, a Wookiee costume <laughs> yeah. essentially right big so trench coat just, yep yeah right that's fine that's fine we all would have been happy with that yep. but um, I feel like this movie to what you were saying a minute ago is putting the cart back on the, the rail mm-hmm. you know um getting everybody back on board. It's like, okay, this is, this feels like star Wars. Like yeah. this is the, to me, this feels the most like star Wars since, uh, episode five mm-hmm. to me, you know, you've got, um, these different groups of characters. You've got, um, uh, every, everybody has their own, uh, thing going on, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, I just really, really got swept up in it. And, even though I hadn't seen um, the original movies, you know, when I went to go see this movie in theaters in 2015, I hadn't seen the original movies in quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, it finally clicked with me like, oh, I OK, I get it. I yeah. get what why people like this now, uh, which is a, a good feeling to have. And uh, certainly for this rewatch, I was um, it helped me get into the the franchise quite a bit more Mm -hmm. so uh it's all due to episode seven you know that's pretty rad i mean i think that's the one of the greatest compliments you could give this movie and jj and stuff for for bringing in fans like you to the Mm -hmm. whole franchise now yeah Uh, it was a good way in so um i uh so did you want to go through the cast and yeah certainly could um i mean i don't have it pulled up or anything but um Mm -hmm. uh Uh, let's see Uh, jessica chastain wiki feet (laughs) Huh. You're still, you're just scrolling through pictures now. <laughs> Britt, I'm, uh, I thought I was on incognito mode. Um, uh-huh. I didn't realize I you mean, could see that. And that, th- that doesn't work in window reflection. It doesn't. That's not how, that's not how I don't know how windows works. works. I'm a Mac guy. Yes. Oh man. I'm so boy. proud of that. Oh, Boy. <laughs> all right and i found the rise of skywalker how the fuck okay got it force awakens set up okay 
All right, so this was uh, directed by J.J. Abrams, as we've said. Um, written by, originally, uh, they had a script by Marco, Michael Arndt, who um, eventually was taken over by J.J. Abrams and Lawrence Kasdan, who I didn't realize until we did the rewatch that he had done, um, he was the co-writer with George Lucas, I think, for uh, Return of the Jedi. So specifically, okay. this is a really cool, I didn't realize that he did those two in a row like that, I guess. Um, that it would be, you got to see that kind of lead into this one or whatever and see what he would have done with it, I guess. Hmm, um, okay. I should make sure that now that I say that he did that. Yeah, so he did Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. He was co-writer on. And then yeah. Seven as well. So it's kind of cool that it makes sense of why it kind of works as well. Um, and then J.J. obviously had written it with him. And then for a cast list, we have uh, Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, and Carrie Fisher back in their original roles. Mark Hamill is this Kind of a different role for this one, but uh, he's, he's in it. Um, Adam Driver as Kylo Ren is new. Daisy Ridley as Rey. John Boyega as Finn. Oscar Isaac as Poe Dameron. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o as Maz Kanata. And Andy mm-hmm. Serkis as Supreme Leader Snoke. Um, also, Donald Gleeson as General Hux. Um, I like that guy a lot. I'm not sure that I like his casting in this uh, franchise a whole lot. He's uh, they use him kind of okay. weird, especially in the Last Jedi. They do some of the funny stuff that doesn't quite work for me. But yeah. uh, but I like that actor so much and the stuff he's in. Um, yeah, so that's most of the most of the people we got on there. Okay. Um, so let's see. Uh, I think it's important that we acknowledge the voice actors for BB-8. Mm. Um, the the biggest character of that franchise truth uh or this this new trilogy i think um which is a combination of ben schwartz mm-hmm. who played uh john ralphio uh, in parks and rec yeah there we go i love there that go, dude which is He's playing sonic uh, that's right yeah sonic. Sonic. Yep. good sonic good sonic yeah as we all agree from the beginning the Sonic the Hedgehog movie is going to be great. I follow him on Twitter, and uh, he's really fun. Uh, he's really funny, too. But um, he got so excited to see some standees at a, like a local theater of the Sonic movie, and he was like, running from one to one. And his joy <laughs> of playing that character, uh, he also voices, he, they, people kept talking, he voices a lot of blue characters. He does uh, one of the, the ducks. Um, oh, Dewey. Yeah. Dewey. And then he did uh, the blue, one of the, uh, Leonardo for one of the shows. Apparently, yeah, the new Ninja Turtles. Yeah, Holy shit. so he's like all the blue, cool characters, whatever. But he mm-hmm. he is just so nice and funny, and he was mm-hmm. so excited to play Sonic that I want to go see it just to support him. And now that it looks yeah. better, I feel like I can actually stand it. Right. And uh, <laughs> I, I'm like, I hear his voice in it, and it sounds really rad. So yeah, yeah. just just yeah. pumping him up. I think he's rad. What if? <clears throat> what if the Sonic movie is good? Okay. <laughs> yeah. What? If, okay. Let, let's you know keep in mind it's it's more than likely for like family. Uh, family mm-hmm. focused you know yeah so maybe not something that you and i would necessarily like um rush out to theaters to see mm-hmm. or you know whatever it's it's a it's aimed at a different audience but generally speaking mm-hmm. what if it's a good movie i i hear that detective pikachu is good mm-hmm. you know um uh, was it Rampage that came out with? Yeah, I would uh, watch that. Our, our eventual host uh-huh. for our new podcast, Rock Hard Buddies, um, <laughs> <laughs> featuring Dwayne Johnson. Uh, can we, is, can uh, we for that show? Can we all be whatever our name is, The Rock? So can I be Stephen The Rock Fisher? Yeah, Brant The Rock Hibbert and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. 
Yeah, and we're all the rock hard buddies. Hell yeah. Hell <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. yeah. We need to ask him, but I think he's going to be down for it. <laughs> no, he'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. He's a nice he's guy. He's totally on board. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Rampage was like the highest, let's see, what is the, the most well-received video game movie of all time, I guess. Oh, interesting. Or up, or up, or up to a, that point. Yeah. Whatever. What if video game movies are going to be good now? Mm, you know? like, That's a new yeah, thing. Like superhero movies. Yeah, That's it's a so new good. thing yeah. that uh, old directors can get pissed off about. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> We're all going to have a good time. Well, The I'm Irishman that. is uh, obviously based on uh, Kirby. Did you know that? What? The Irishman that uh, Scorsese did, it's based on the video game Kirby. Oh, Ker- okay. See, when mm-hmm. I hear Kirby, I automatically my brain goes to Jack Kirby, who was the uh, <laughs> co-creator of a bunch of Marvel heroes. You're like, Kirby? But, yeah. Uh, uh. yeah. <laughs> Is he here? <laughs> He's dead. Oh, uh. doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, but, uh, oh, yeah, like the, the big pink uh, mm-hmm. round Nintendo character. Yeah. Uh, people okay. didn't know that, but the Irishman is actually based on that, that character. Across Perfect. with Jack Kirby, uh, that influence... You know, the movie and stuff and the de-aging makeup, obviously, from Marvel. And that's why it's weird. You know, I don't want to get into Hollywood politics, but. I mean. I think you're Eventually, right. we'll, we'll have to because yeah. this this podcast, again, is going to blow up. Um, oh, yeah. Because of those controversial statements gonna, earlier <laughs> in the show. It's going to turn that, that city upside down. Yes. Uh, also, the other voice yeah. actor uh, for BB-8. Oh, yeah. We were talking about that. <laughs> yeah. Huh. We sure were. Uh, the other voice actor. <laughs> It's none other than legendary Tulsa actor, mm-hmm. Bill, the Tulsa uh, resident, hater. <laughs> uh, resident. Yeah. As we all know him, uh, which is incredible. Incredible. Uh, we've done it. Yeah. Again, I don't know why the streets of Tulsa mm-hmm. aren't just flooded with propaganda-style Bill Hader posters. They should be. And you know what? Maybe I'll work on it. That's going to be my resolution for 2020. Oh, man. You know, uh, um, I was going to run for office, but instead I'm just going to focus all on that. Are we going to... Seems like a better way to go. Is our documentary going to change into a uh, Fight Club-esque uh, propaganda thing that we're going to spread leaflets everywhere for haters going to hate the group? Hell yeah. <laughs> it is now. Hell yeah. It is now. <laughs> guys, guys, we're changing it up. Put some new film in the canisters. Is Brent in focus? Brent better goddamn be in focus right now. Yeah, okay. All right. What are we talking about? Star I don't know. Wars? But BB-8, amazing already. Then you got those yep. two guys in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, rewatching it this time, there was a few beeps and, and, and everything that I felt like I understood. And mm-hmm. I also felt like I understood some, uh, I don't know what the language is called, but some Wookiee, yeah. um, where I was like, I, I feel like I, I kind of get the, the tones they're going for certain words, that I was yeah. like, it feels, it feels very conversational, it feels nice. There's something about it that's just, again, very mm-hmm. home. It's very Star Wars, yeah. very nice. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Love it. Hell yeah. Well, well, oh. I didn't know, so we don't have a bunch of notes, yeah. either of us, right? Do you want to maybe kind of talk about this more, like... Uh, Generally? Yeah. Uh, and no. then we can just touch on things we thought were really cool from our notes. So, sure. Because I know I yeah. would love to talk about the old characters. I'd love to talk about the new characters, the actors playing them and stuff. That's perfect. Uh, just yeah. kind of in general. Is that kind of cool? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, before we do that, can we talk about the cameos in this movie? Yeah, even, even better. Go for it. The band cameo is in this movie. 
<laughs> what is cameo? <laughs> I was like, what is cameo? I like, I gotta know. <laughs> no, um, so Simon Pegg plays Uncar Plug, uh, you know, the one one quarter no. portion guy. Um, and uh, mm, I'll save that joke for off air. <laughs> it's potentially problematic. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, he's, he's on car plot, which is a, 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 a puppeted character. Like mm. there's actually uh, images online of Simon Pegg in the costume with the, the head off, but there's like some CGI mm-hmm. enhancements to the face that, that kind of help it out, which is like in this movie, I feel like star Wars is so much better, like merging the CGI with, yeah. you know, puppets and then uh, compositing everything together with life actors and real settings and everything. I feel like it finally clicks together mm-hmm. when they're doing that. Like again, like the, the old movies, especially when we watch the despecialized editions, they look great. Like with, yeah. with the special effects they had at the time, like my, my brain is willing to accept, Oh, that's mm-hmm. just how it looks. But, um, boy, the, uh, the transition between, uh, the prequels, yeah. um, <laughs> and like the old movies, that was, that was kind of rough, but yeah, but uh but yeah this this looks a lot better mm-hmm. so yeah he's on car plot um daniel craig has a cameo as a stormtrooper um in the movie mm-hmm. uh let's see here i know uh let's see here going through this this is super interesting when i just read this off of a <laughs> website that i found on the internet i know that um kevin smith has a, a voice cameo mm, i've heard about uh, that in the movie yeah. um i'm trying to find out which which one he's there yes, was but, uh, yeah. something online on Twitter the other day that Kevin Smith had retweeted. There's a um, like a journalist, like a movie journalist, who had met Kevin Smith recently, and they had a, a cool meeting or whatever. But he was interviewing JJ for the new movie and asked about Kevin Smith visiting the set. Um, so they I watched mm-hmm. this little like interview video uh, with JJ, and I didn't realize, but he was like. He was like, oh, yeah, Kevin's, like, a good friend, and, like, his movies are amazing, and, like, yeah, he visited the set, and, like, he was talking about stuff, and uh, talking about Kevin's weight loss, and how he looks so fucking good, and, and all that, and I was like, man, JJ's a stand-up guy, because lo- yeah. we love Kevin so much on this show, you know, you and I do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool to, that he's been a, such a part of it, but he had mentioned how he had had a small cameo, and I didn't remember that, and that's, so it was, like, a voice cameo in this, I guess, but... Uh, the interview asked if, if Kevin was in the new movie and JJ said he can't con- like basically can't confirm or deny, but basically like Kevin's in the new movie too. So that, that was, was really, really cool. Yeah. So exciting stuff. I don't know mm. what it's going to play. I like how you don't really know all the time. It's like stormtroopers. You don't, you can maybe pick out Daniel Craig's voice, but I can't really tell it's him. Um, yeah. a lot of it's just kind of hidden, but it's, it's fun that they're in there. Mm-hmm. I know, uh, his voice cameo is, um, he, he like rattles off some like a quick line of dialogue and that's about it so mm-hmm. like if you if you know you know but yeah um it, it doesn't really like factor in it's not like he says snoochie boochies or whatever yeah like, <laughs> trying to pretend like he's jay or whatever but um that really took me out of the movie i gotta say <laughs> <laughs> when jay but showed yeah, up and spoke is, that blunt weird right <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, he just walks out as Silent Bob, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he has the, uh, the, the baseball cap with the, uh, the Batman ears on it. Yes. So it's like awesome. Disney kind of having Batman in the movie in a way. Uh huh. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and, um, there are other cameos. So, you know, yeah, you guys can <laughs> find them online. On the <laughs> yeah. I really ran out of steam on that. It's but, fun though. Uh, they, yeah. cause I know that the last Jedi has a bunch of cool people in it as well. Um, mm-hmm. 
And I, I believe, as I mentioned on one of the prequel episodes, um, we also had cool things almost in those movies, like in sync being in the prequels that uh, George Lucas oh, yeah. cut out at the last minute. So uh, he had I'll, to tell him, yeah. bye, bye, bye. <laughs> and they're like, uh, you can't tell us that we're in sync. And he's like, I'm George fucking Lucas. And he <laughs> spread out a fan of $100 bills, uh-huh. wiped his ass and lit him on fire. And That's threw right. them on NSYNC huh. and said the Backstreet Boys are better than you and walked away. Mm-hmm. So he uh, he then said, I know you uh, thought you were going to be in this movie, but uh, I'll be honest with you guys. I've got no strings attached. <laughs> Just walked off. They're like, on the plus side, he knows all of our lyrics. <laughs> or at least song titles. <laughs> he can really work it in the conversation. He's pretty good at it. Fellas, I'm sorry your dreams just went pop. <laughs> but I, I'm i sorry you're not in the movie, but cry me a river. Does that work? <laughs> that one is very specific to, to JT, but sure. I'm just saying that I, I heard once that cry me a river is a response to being cut out of an earlier episode of Star Wars. The truth so, comes out. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's actually about George Lucas. So... Like the uh, laser tip of a lightsaber, the truth comes out. Yeah. I just, for some reason, imagine like a lightsaber just like coming out slowly. Like it, they work so well because they're just a sword all of a sudden. But if it was like, ooh, yeah. and it's just like, just the tip, just coming out. <laughs> Turtle heading. <laughs> so um, I'm curious on uh, really the new characters so much because um, I really like uh, all the new ones. The the main three, I guess, Adam Driver, um, Daisy Ridley, and John Boyega. Oh, and Oscar yeah. Isaac. I'll say, yeah, I guess those four. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love the characters. I love the actors who played them. Uh, I think their roles have been really interesting uh, throughout this series and this movie. Um, I just really fucking dig it. Again, it just feels like very good characters for Star Wars, and the people fit really well. Um, Daisy Ridley, fucking gorgeous, number one, but um, she fits, like she doesn't, you know, she looks like Leia did. She looks like a fresh-faced girl we don't know that well in other movies, and she's becoming this huge superstar, but she's good. Mm -hmm. She's so good in these movies, especially compared to the prequels. The acting in this movie, holy Mm -hmm. shit. Like, Mm -hmm. night and day, you know? You can actually enjoy this movie. Uh, for just being good dialogue or whatever, you know, or good good monologues and whatever. So uh, uh-huh. just really dig all those new people. Steven, let me run this by you. So we've got this crew of four new characters that are major characters, mm-hmm. right, in this new trilogy. So you've got Poe Dameron, right? He's uh, he's part of the uh, the Rebel Alliance, right? Mm-hmm. He's the uh, he's got a, a black uh, X wing. Yeah, right? that's a that's a new thing. Super cool. Um, but he's uh, he's military trained. He's the leader of a squadron, right? Mm-hmm. Classic Leonardo. Okay. Uh. So we've got <laughs> Daisy Ridley. You know she uh, she's into mechanics. You know mm-hmm. um, she she likes to put things together. Uh, there's a behind the scenes featurette on iTunes about the costuming. Uh, for um, the different characters and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And for Ray, uh, one of the um, 
character designers or the costume designers they came up with like her goggles that she wears when we first see her Um, those are storm uh, stormtrooper lenses that she's repurposed into you know um, a mask for Mm -hmm. herself super cool so it's it's all stuff she's put together also she has a staff she's a classic Donatello Okay. Mm, mm-hmm. She's she's good wow. with mechanics. She knows how really to sells it. how to fly fly the uh, the Millennium Falcon. Yep. She's she knows how to fix things. Mm-hmm. Let's just say it. She does machines. Okay. <laughs> Daisy Ridley does machines. <laughs> Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. Got a temper. Okay. Oh. He smashes up uh-huh. that fucking smashes up a couple of things actually. Yep. Um. His uh, his his sword has three prongs on it, and what color are those wow. blades? Red, classic. Wow. V L. He goes into theaters and jerks off. Yeah, obviously. Trish goes Just like Raphael. Yeah. Yep. Or somebody who dresses as him when he <laughs> sees movies. Again, I apologize for that Justice League screening. I had time Give me the help. Snyder Cut. <laughs> <laughs> John Boyega. Mm-hmm. He's the cut up, you know? Um, he, he's nice. He can he can do his job, Ooh. but he's um, and he has an end, you know, toward the end of the movie. Again, spoilers for this this whole thing. Um, but he he's worked for the for the bad guys previously. What are they? The first order? Is that first what we're calling uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he has an end, but it uh, turns out he's just a trash man, okay? Yeah, he's uh, he's more comedic in his role, uh, not fully. He does show concern mm-hmm. for his his uh, new family of characters that he's got. Yep, you know. Um, but I think the the comedic nature of him and the uh, the chin thing that he does <laughs> reminds me of Michelangelo. Yep. So they've ninja turtleized this this movie and yep. uh, for that you know i i love it you know how can you go wrong the, you, uh, the classic four turtle archetype yeah is in play that's exactly it exactly mm-hmm. you really nailed it like they mm-hmm. pulled that in they were like we need to crack this story you yeah. know we need to bring in some old stuff bring in some new stuff what about the yeah. new guys what are we doing we're we gonna rehash the old ones no we got the old ones here mm-hmm. we gotta do new yeah. things you know what archetype is great it's yeah. fucking near perfect Mm-hmm. Four turtles. That's right. Wow, you like really mm-hmm. opened my whole mind for this. I feel like I need to stop the podcast, go rewatch mm-hmm. this in a, in a new light, and come back because that's right. It's crazy good. Your third eye is open, and also your brown eye. <laughs> <laughs> open the Bob Bay doors. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's a really compelling case. Uh, yeah. There's so many things. The the bow staff, the three-pronged red. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's so much there um, that I'm, yeah. I'm 100% with you. And, um, you know, they change things up a little bit because... Yeah, you got you, you know, have to. You have to, you know? but um, yeah. I really think they made it work in a way that made it work for this movie, but to be so familiar to us from that archetype. So kudos right. to them. Um, I didn't realize JJ was such a huge Ninja Turtles fan. So, I think what happened is during the production of this movie, they they were like pre-production. Mm-hmm. They were like trying to put the story together, and he walked in the room as one of the the writers was, 
you know, um, watching Ninja Turtle cartoons and uh, the, the new one, the, the 2012 Nickelodeon one. Mm-hmm. Great okay. show. Um, and he's like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be working. And he's like, you know, I, I am. I, you know, I'm just oh. you know, I've got some ideas for where no. to take the four new characters, you know. So that's that's kind of where it is. I like so, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think about the old characters in this movie? That we meet up with mm-hmm. we uh i think we see leia first I'm trying to remember no. no so that that was actually one of my notes here interesting is that um uh we th- this film starts with the new characters mm-hmm. it takes about 30 minutes before we get to uh, okay. a major reference to the old movies mm-hmm. which is the millennium falcon yeah <laughs> and then we don't see uh the we don't see um Han and Chewie mm-hmm. until maybe like 10 minutes after that. Gotcha. They get aboard that, uh, uh, something. That big freighter gonna, thing they have? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I thought, uh, that was a pretty bold move just mm-hmm. to go directly with new characters, but it helps you get settled in and invested in those new characters. Yeah. And every time I watch it, like, even though I know those new characters, or I'm sorry, the old characters are coming in, I'm just like, oh yeah, that's right. We're, connecting back to the mm-hmm. to the old ones directly with those those same actors so um man it's uh it's just really well thought out the way they, yeah. they do that i think and you know i really like what they did with luke skywalker in this movie i thought they really add a, a lot of depth to his mm-hmm. character uh i think mark hamill has said it's his best performance yet <laughs> um he got paid 16 million dollars <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like that um, they released this uh, now kind of famous, infamous, uh, whichever, um, photo uh, from the set when they were doing the like cast reading of everybody in like a huge circle and chairs, and Mark Hamill is there, and he doesn't have a single line in this, and so they've talked about it afterwards. He was like the like the narrator, for lack of a better term, I guess. Like He was the one that oh, kind of like helped good. them through the script, but it was uh-huh. like they had to like act like he was reading with them, even though he's yeah. not at all um bold choice really threw me for a loop that first time i saw it um Mm -hmm. but uh yeah i still i I like how it all kind of plays out um Mm -hmm. and i like how they introduced han and chewy um they have that scene i I didn't write it down but the the scene of like the monsters getting loose on his ship i I think is okay i just it doesn't really Mm -hmm. add anything it doesn't really take anything away it's it's kind of a fun monster moment i guess but um Mm -hmm. and they had some fun moments with with ray and and finn in there and stuff um, but yeah, I like, I like how they bring them back and, and more to that. I, I liked the scene where they go through, where is Luke? And he tells them it's that like scene from the trailer. That's so awesome with all the, the map around them, the stars and mm-hmm. planets and stuff and him explaining that he didn't believe in the Jedi and, but it's all real. Uh, it's such yeah. a fucking cool scene. Um, mm-hmm. I watched it like two times this morning cause it was just, I just really like it and the explanation oh, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. It's just really cool. Um, kind of leading into the mythos that they have to build up of these 30 years that passed between the last movie we, you know, we saw. So it's interesting where this has gone because there's so many ways it could have gone and, you know, they kind of have to fill in those gaps a little bit. Like, Luke is gone and we don't know why. Like, as the audience, we don't know anything, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, like with with the, the whole Luke thing, I can see how that would... Um, how that would aggravate some people because mm-hmm. we knew that Mark Hamill was going to be in this movie and you don't see him yeah. until the very end of the movie. 
but man, it gives us such like an incredible cliffhanger. It's so cool. But literally on a cliff. Literally on a cliff. (laughs) As the camera pulls around, you know, around that shot, Uh it pans around, you see Stallone hanging (laughs) from the cliff. He's like, get it? You get it? Is this the right space movie? I'm supposed to be in Guardians too? Oh, God. Have you seen my face lately? It's crazy. (laughs) Um, But it's funny. Now, I think this is, yeah, this is the first time I've watched this movie since seeing The Last Jedi. So at the end of this movie where Luke is giving his like, Mm. he is acting his face off in that scene. You know, when uh, Ray presents him with a lightsaber He's just like going yeah. through like so many like head turns and twists and everything. It's like a dog that's trying to hear something. Yes. But then knowing what happens in The Last Jedi, mm-hmm. I'm just like Is is it consistent? <laughs> like It felt so <laughs> jarring when you watched the, yeah. the Last Jedi. Um yeah. that it was like this is such an epic way to end it. Uh just let it let it linger. Mm-hmm. You have to you let have it linger. To? Do you have to? Okay. <laughs> um and then yeah the the last jedi like toss away or whatever um yeah which i still you know i that might be one of the things i can accept now whatever i I was thinking about that as well watching this and uh i'm i'm very excited to see the last jedi again because i've only Mm -hmm. seen it a a handful of times at all and then now in the rewatch leading into the new movie i'm very intrigued to see how it all plays out what i think of it but uh this one for sure still just had this the fun energy and stuff I really like for the Force Weekends. So mm-hmm. I can accept that and the end of that cliffhanger, and then we'll see how the next chapter goes. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I I know that when we recorded the episode on Empire Strikes Back, I mm-hmm. had a mini topic where we were talking about how for streaming rights to go to Disney Plus for mm-hmm. the Force Awakens. They had to make a deal with Showtime to where there would be an intro for Showtime for this movie in particular. Mm -hmm. So I pulled it up on Disney Plus to to watch it. Yeah. Just the beginning this time. And uh, there was no Showtime intro. Yeah. I didn't see anything. So I wonder if it was like a limited time thing Mm -hmm. or whatever. But uh, I feel like the negotiation between Showtime and I guess which is what CBS owned or whatever and, and Disney was uh was like the showtime people were like so you're telling me like you'll give us an advertisement <laughs> on disney plus <laughs> wow that's gonna be great and then disney was like ha ha yeah yeah well uh <laughs> yeah we'll do that yeah oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah we'll get right on that ha ha maybe you're not aware but uh we got a lot of money got a lot of viewers so uh yeah, we'll uh, we'll do that for you, Frank. Yes, no problem. And then uh, smash cut to it not happening uh-huh. at all. So I don't know. Maybe that was uh, fake information I put out there. You know what? When I'm uh, researching these stories and just you know finding them on the internet and regurgitating them uh-huh. on this podcast, are you saying maybe I'm, I'm just yeah? You found some uh, fake news. That potentially, you know. I heard it on a podcast, so I oh, think it it's true. true. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Then yeah, I totally. We saw can. It. We uh, are not retracting. No, that is the LTAS uh, way. We do not retract. Yeah. Nor do we apologize. <laughs> do we dig ourselves um, in holes? Yeah, we do. But, we both bought shovels. What else are we gonna do? Yeah. You know? Fuck it. Fuck it. 
<laughs> so we're on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> um, so speaking of Disney, mm-hmm. when Disney bought Star Wars and they do, people freak out when Disney buys any property. Um, they bought Marvel and then Marvel bought Fox. And then people were talking about when, you know, what, are, what is what's Disney going to do with the Fox Marvel properties, Deadpool in particular? Mm. You know, it's going to be wholesome, family friendly now. I think Disney is smart enough to know what they've got mm-hmm. on their hands. And sure, maybe there's some like Disneyisms here and there for certain things. But when it comes to Star Wars in particular, I think people expected Disney to have a more fun, family friendly tone. Which I think is consistent with this movie. However, I did notice this go round that when um, the stormtroopers, by the way, new stormtrooper helmets, fucking kick ass. I love them. Yeah, I, I love that big, like thick, bold line that mm-hmm. flows over the nose. Gives them a little, uh, I don't know, Donald Duck beak. Um, okay. I think it looks good. I, I feel like at a certain point, um, Snoke. You know, maybe Huxley were like, hey, man, uh, let's let's do some redesign. Mm-hmm. You know, every seven years we got to rebrand, you know, <laughs> we got to do it. So, um, yeah, those, <laughs> like, those helmets. They go through yeah. those and they're like, what color white? And there's like 11 colors of white all side by side painted <laughs> on different helmets. And they're like, mm. <laughs> yeah. and Snoke is like, I got to think about this. I really need it to be perfect. <laughs> I'm taking over a fucking galaxy here. OK, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eggshell, off eggshell. What, what are we thinking here? Yeah, I need something. Yeah. I need something to pop. Yeah. I needed the shadows to look good with the new Donald yeah. Duck feature we got going on. That's true. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I like this. Sir, there's a new color called Don Ducking It. Should we go? Let's go. We go with that one? Okay. We'll go with that one. We got At least it. that's a contender. We'll put that one on the board. <laughs> Top five. We'll come back to it. We'll circle back. We'll circle back. It's fine. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, so anyway, there's, you know, uh, um, in the opening scene, there's a, a stormtrooper that gets shot and is bleeding and then touches mm. the, its bloody hand to Finn's helmet, yep. which is a good way to identify him. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. But as I was watching this, I was like, is this the first time we see blood in the Star Wars universe? Oh yeah. Uh huh. Like human blood at the very least. And I think it may be. They're usually just like, yeah, it's just blasters. So they're just like blown away or whatever, but nothing really yeah. happens with it. Yeah. This is kind of a change up on there. Yeah. Yeah. So Disney. Yeah. Bloody Star Wars. There you, go. you know, <laughs> people were like, we're going to get Disney fight Star Wars. And they're like, uh-huh. yeah, we're going to get the Star Wars where they kill the lion's dad in front of him. We're going <laughs> to get something sh- <laughs> like it's going to fuck you up. Like a yeah. friend dying in front of you and, and putting his own blood on your face. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. PTSD. Mm-hmm. We're going to deal with PTSD in this version. Yes. Uh-huh. Like they really, yeah, they go there. Yeah. It is war after all. Star War. <laughs> I wish that people could hear Brent's, the, the look on Brent's face. It was quite I was, great. I was processing. <laughs> I was like, huh. Star War. Like the the lack of an S. Really it, it's me weird, off there. right? Yeah, I, I apologize. It was uh, like when uh, when uh, Ross was talking about uh, uh, fucking old German guy uh, Werner Herzog saying oh, he's never yeah. seen a Star Wars before. Yeah. 
Yeah. Were you just shot? Oh, yes, it is fine. Yeah. <laughs> Let's finish it's the cool. interview. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, trip. What else? What else you got? What else you yeah, got? Yeah, let's see. Um, uh, let's talk about Snoke a little bit. So let's talk about Snoke, baby. baby. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he's oh he's pretty god. mysterious in this. Oh my god! Played what? by none other. Oh, there you go. One of my new favorite actors, Andy Serkis. <laughs> yep. Talk about cameos Doing it again. Yeah. Doing it again. Holy shit. He's amazing. His voice, uh-huh. really digging this. Yeah. Um, you know, this. it's hard not to talk about uh, Last Jedi, I guess, because we know some things that were happening. But uh, And this movie, he's he's not really, he doesn't do a whole lot. We don't know a lot about him, you know? Yeah. So as, as I was watching this movie last night with my wife, mm-hmm. um, and like I said, she's seen it a couple times before. She went with me to the theaters to see it, and then uh, we've seen it when it's come on TV before. And uh, as we were watching it last night, she was like, I, I don't know if it's because you and I have been kind of in Star Wars land recently. Mm. And and um, she was just trying to get some clarification. Like I was trying to explain the force to her. And initially when she asked me, it's like, so what's the force? I was like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> and I, as we were watching, it, I was trying to formulate it in my head and I was trying to explain that to her. But we got to the scene with Snoke and she was like, so who is this? I was like, oh, so he's like. And she didn't really know who the emperor was, so I didn't have that mm. way to reference back to it. So I was like, so he's like the main big bad guy for this new Star Wars trilogy. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> so I, I and she I think she's planning to watch episode eight with me, okay. you know, just to see the continuation of to her. What is BB eight story? So awesome. I didn't want to ruin anything to her or for her. So I said, yeah, so. He's the, the big bad and, you know, going forward, he's, you know, in this this movie and the next one as the, the big bad mm. evil guy. And she was like, oh, so he's just in this one and the next one. And I said, well, <laughs> as, as far as we know, uh-huh. he's he's in, in this one and the next one. And then she was like busting my chops a little bit uh-huh. because I said the next, you know, this modern Star Wars trilogy and she's like, doesn't trilogy mean three? I said, yes. And she said, but he's not in the third one. I was like, well, we don't know that. Mm-hmm. And true. I, 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 because we don't, yeah, honestly, we you don't. know, with Force Ghosts and everything. Uh-huh. So I, I was trying to, and at a certain point, I was just getting pissed off. I was just like, I wanted to just lay it out. I was like, why you get chopped in half? Are you happy? <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't do Fuck that. Fuck you. <laughs> at a certain point, she was you arguing with in. me. I just played the movie again. I was just like, let's just move on. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I don't, uh, so I, I'm going to start getting into this right now, but I'm going to preface it with, I'm not going to tell my full theory for this series or what's going to happen on the Rise of Skywalker. But the other okay. day when I started this on Friday, started watching The Force Awakens, I kind of had a, a little epiphany of what could happen, and I started, especially it was it was due to um, all you know us watching all of this in a row, and yeah. I saw how some things could be connected, and I think that's a couple things. I think Snoke will come back somehow yeah. in the next movie, and yeah. I also think it is it could potentially be important for you and I to watch Episode One before the new movie. I think something might come up from that as well. So I'm, I don't know where to throw it in now. It'll have to be kind of just like watching it. But I'm like, there were some things in my theory that I was like, well, those happened in episode one, though. Like, in, so. in, in a way, 
Mm-hmm. Doesn't involve my new best friend, the devil, or perhaps a version. <laughs> there you go. That's right. Yes. Okay. Darth Maul right. relegated to shops and backyards and not in boys' bedrooms. <laughs> <laughs> what if? What if like Darth Maul was going to play a bigger factor into the prequels, but your mom caught word of it early and she put in a call to Lucasfilm, and she's like, not. You have to get rid of <laughs> you him. You have to. My son yeah. is falling for the devil because of him. <laughs> I'm like, Mom, if we're talking yeah. to George Lucas, please, let's talk to George Lucas about other things than this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I guess you could say I was starting to be converted to the dark side like you uh, earlier. We didn't say that even earlier, Brent. You are being converted what? to the dark side for the devil. Hmm. But... You like it? I better? don't know. Like, does he have, like, what's dark about it? Okay. You know? Again, from my standpoint, as someone who is not religious, uh-huh. looking at it from over here versus over okay. there, over the- um, <laughs> I feel like this guy, my client, the devil, mm. was misrepresented. Oh, okay. Your Honor, I do uh, ask the court, focus, uh, Focus upon my very client, the devil, um, for he is. I feel like I'm stealing a uh, Matt Gorley uh, Southern lawyer. Oh, okay, bit it works though. Uh, it's really yeah, good. That's fine. That's fine. It's good. Yeah. I like it. We can all agree. Yeah, we all enjoy it. Anyway, my client, the devil, wrongly uh, portrayed as someone who uh, simply agreed with the maker. <laughs> For that he is a pariah cast down upon the death in hell? <laughs> he didn't even make hell. Okay? It was so bad there. How come nobody looks at the maker of uh, God? <laughs> uh, I, I just ran out of steam. I, I, uh, I have no response. You win the case. Okay. Gavel. <laughs> Gavel noise. <laughs> So, a uh, few things I want to mention. Um, yep. The BB-8 thumbs up. Still yeah. loved. Boy, there was some weird like controversy around that when the movie right? came out. Do you remember hearing yes. about that? Yes. If he's like People flipping him he off. flipping off Finn? Yeah. Literally, like, Man, Finn why? thumbs him up sense? and he does that right afterwards. It, it feels pretty obvious yeah. to me. Um, yeah. But that whole scene is very funny. That's uh, the... Where he's going back and forth between them. Um BBA is just uh, a fucking national treasure. So, yeah. uh, really loved him so much. And uh, also, okay, so I had a note about the the Falcon scenes were really amazing. The yeah. uh, the when they first steal it and they're on Jakku in the desert and they go through the downed Star Destroyer and stuff. And all the way that the X wings were shot, um, I was one of the things I thought for you in particular, uh, like we were saying with the new and old, and then rewatching the old ones is. There's like a, a slowness to some of the fights, uh, space fights and stuff in the old ones due to like the technology, I think. And the way that uh, specifically Poe being such a good fighter pilot flying the X-Wings and they're so nimble and it's also fast, it feels a lot more modern the way they shoot it and stuff. Um, yeah. That I was like, man, like I, I feel like watching the old ones, you feel like, again, you can accept it for the time it was, but... Uh, this one is just so fucking cool to watch. There's so much cool yeah. stuff they do with your childhood favorite toys, you know? 
It's yeah. like JJ was like a little kid and he put it on the screen for all of us and uh, just really fucking rad. I, I loved a lot of the uh, the cinematography, the way they would do things flying around. So yeah, it felt really real. Yeah, for sure. Um, especially the scene at the end where they blow up the uh, the new planet Star thing. destroyer. What? <laughs> well, the Star Destroyer uh, is the ships. Uh, Star Killer Base. Star Killer Base. Star Killer Base. As yeah, I said, I could not see what it was called though. Stephen. Um, yeah. Can I can I talk to you over here real quick? Yeah. Okay. Um, I can't help but notice that uh, I said something that was incorrect, and you corrected me, and uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Uh huh. I'm sorry. Okay. Normally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're recording this. I'm putting this out there for people, and uh, I don't like it. Which um, may I? I just would. No, would you please say? Please say, mother, may I? <laughs> mother, may I? Yes, you may. Are you saying you'd rather me let you just call it the wrong thing throughout the show? Hmm. You know, you bring up an interesting point here, and uh, to that I will say, Don't ever bring me on air! Don't ever do that! Am I in focus? (laughs) Yes, uh, Star Destroyer, as I said earlier. Um, When that thing explodes, um, you could see, like, the bright, like, orange and yellow Mm. light behind... um, uh, the 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 different ships and everything the, the X wings mm-hmm. uh, as they're flying off and uh, just looks so good. Yep. It uh, really um, like I said it it merges the the CGI and the uh, the um, practical yep. effects so well. Oh, it's so good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked a lot of that stuff. They they also had the I, I like they did some stuff during the day like on the on Jakku that was all during the day. They did uh, Maz Kanata we haven't talked about yet and her castle oh, being yeah. besieged. Mm-hmm. Um, which is where that that fight takes place with Poe. He's fucking amazing, um, and John Boyega's watching him, just getting rock hard, um, being like, "This dude <laughs> is a fucking sexy fighter pilot." I'm wearing his jacket right now. I love a dude in yeah. uniform. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and uh, Maz Kanata, Lupita Nyong'o, um, mm-hmm. super cool character. Reminds me a whole yeah. lot. I think of a lot of grandmothers, but my grandmother, uh, yeah. which is a compliment. She seems badass. She's run the joint for a thousand years. My grandmother could totally do that, just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, like her, you know, Ray gets the lightsaber there or like touches the lightsaber for the first time there. There's a lot of cool stuff with that character. So yeah. um, there's a lot of cool stuff I, I liked in this movie. They also had the, the werewolf uh, or like the original, uh, I think it was the original like Chewbacca design or whatever, that they kind of have a guy like walking around. Um, as like uh, they use some of the old like, masks and stuff to as like a fun callback, whatever to the old movies. So, see, I was looking for the werewolf. I couldn't couldn't find him. I heard that they they brought him back for this movie, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I couldn't couldn't find him in there for whatever reason. I, I remember the werewolf being in there. The thing I'm thinking about is um, like Chewbacca's original design was not as like um, big as he is. I think that was what it was for. He was like more of like a wolf face and like a. A little, little or a creature or whatever, like more human size instead of like huge. Um, but they like it was something like a, from some of the original drawings, or it might be even like a character in the comic book. We're gonna read about the the original Star Wars script and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, 
it's like it was like a fun old design for something else, and then they were like, hey, let's just make that and put them in this movie. And mm-hmm. so it's just like a fun fan nod or whatever. So they just have a lot yeah. of cool stuff in that scene. Um, I also saw online that the music in this, John Williams came back for it, I thought was amazing. I like oh, uh, yeah. Kylo Ren's theme, I think is badass. Ray's theme is badass. Um, there's, there's just so much music that's great, but he didn't want to do the cantina scene. And so uh, I saw this little blurb on um, the Wikipedia entry that J.J. had met um, Lin-Manuel Miranda after uh, a Hamilton show. And Lin mm-hmm. uh, jokingly said, if you need to work on the cantina scene, I, I would help with the music. And John Williams had separately told J.J. he didn't really want to do it. Um, he wanted to focus on the rest of the score. And so J.J. called Lin-Manuel, and they wrote that song together that plays. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "That's a, like, there's just like a lot of fun stuff in the background of this movie mm-hmm. that you can really tell they had a lot of heart, and they brought in a lot of people that love Star Wars to uh, work on it and stuff. And uh, it just all came together really well. Not giving away my who shot first. <laughs> right? Is that right? That's what they collabed on? Uh-huh. They, yep. uh, it's, it's, a you get a lot of the CGI lips again. They, they brought that back from the prequels. They wanted to kind of bridge everything. Um, oh, sure. and you get Spittle the, and all. yeah, you go straight down one guy's throat and come out his butthole, which is kind of weird, but it was in mm-hmm. a tail. So like it felt alien and kind of neat, honestly, it was mm-hmm. like a, a weird trippy star Wars hellish version of uh magical school bus traveling mm-hmm. through someone's body. But, um, that song really just works through it, so. It, it does, yeah. Just cement you right in that reality. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, actually, going back to uh, what you were saying about the, uh, I think they're called Rathtars, the, uh, mm, the uh-huh. weird, like, tentacled monster. Yep. Uh, the hentai monster that's <laughs> on, uh, on the freighter that uh, Han and Chewie, uh, a tractor being the Millennium Falcon into. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like that this movie feels more like Empire in that you don't have to wait too long for a new, like, fun adventure scene to happen. Yeah. And that's what that scene reminds me of. And um, there's a, a couple of things I really liked in that scene where um, <laughs> the the one Rathtar is, like, rolling, like, they can roll, like, forward mm-hmm. or whatever. And seeing it roll after Harrison Ford is like, oh, uh, Indiana Jones nod. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. And then the uh, the part where... Uh, Finn gets taken by him, and then Ray has to track him down, and she comes across his monitors, and because she's, a, again, classic Donatello, mm-hmm. she figures out a way to shut one of the doors as it's, like, rolling off with Finn, and it, it uh, chops the tentacles off. Yes. He's able to get free. Ray meets up with him, and she was like, um, the door is closed, and, and I was able to get free or whatever, and Ray goes, that was lucky, and then she runs off, <laughs> like, even though she's the one that did it, you know? She's not, like... yeah yearning for credit on it or whatever i think that's a real like fun character moment for her i like their friendship too um because he's he's lying to her and eventually he comes clean uh that he was like a first order deserter and stuff um because he had said that he was with the resistance but um they begin to trust each other a lot and they're they're fun to see work together um as she's such a good pilot flying the falcon and stuff and um it's fun to see them kind of throughout it as well. That, that's why I really am excited. That's one of the reasons I'm excited that we watch The Last Jedi is I forget where their characters end up throughout the rest of that. So, um, And uh, also, just on, uh, on Rey, I, uh, I really like her arc, and I don't know where it all is going except for my potential idea of where this could all be connected and everything. Um, but I just really like her as a... Uh, 
her journey as as a Jedi is really fun, and mm-hmm. the specifically the lightsaber battles with Kylo Ren. Um, and Kylo Ren, I think, is just a super interesting, fun character, um, and they really played him very. He played him really, really well. But um, their lightsaber battle um, in the snow, I guess, at the end mm-hmm. on that planet is fucking so good. I watched that twice this morning as well. I was like, it is just so intense and he's like bleeding and she's using the force for the first time. And like her discovering her powers throughout this, I just thought was so well done. And uh, that was one of the complaints from a lot of star Wars fans is like, she just like the force just comes to her. And I'm like, I think it's all a plan. I think it like the force does things for a reason. I think it's giving her the ability and she's also very smart and capable and grew up, you know, in a rough childhood and stuff. But I think part of it is like it is just coming to her naturally, and it's fucking cool. And I don't know why people mm-hmm. just wouldn't be down for it. I, I just had such a good time watching yeah. her journey, and uh, I'm excited to see where she and Kylo Ren kind of end up throughout all this as well. Yeah, I the thing I like about that forest scene is that they're surrounded by a bunch of trees, but they're not like massive trees. Yeah. So whenever they swing their swords, Ugh. they occasionally cut them down and so it makes cool. obstacles for them. And they're just interacting with their environment more than we see in, um, the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and speaking of Kylo, um, and, and fun scenes, uh, mm-hmm. the scene where Ray escapes, he walks down the hall, see, she's gone lights up his uh, <laughs> lightsaber and just starts smashing shit and then the stormtrooper yeah. bit afterward where uh-huh. they're smash he's like that room is getting fucked up you can see from outside of it the stormtrooper walks by with his his homie mm-hmm. and yep. then he's like ah nah son we're just gonna turn the fuck around <laughs> we're walking the fuck off i like to think of them as like best friends like they yeah. were like we're going to the cafeteria it's chicken nugget day oh fuck let's turn around he's in a bad mood <laughs> I like to add a little backstories now that we've seen Finn like the, I like uh-huh. you know Finn's story is really interesting because it's the first, like what we had just watched with the prequels we had seen the clones which were even more robotic um, basically in, in tone and then they become people and stuff but there's always masks and we don't care about the stormtroopers and then to see finn like defect and he's like a real person and he has feelings and stuff uh so i'm like oh yeah they all have feelings so now i'm like you can make up stories for all of them those dudes are definitely going to hang out together technically in el tas canon finn is the second stormtrooper with a backstory of course Mm. going back to a new hope you and i established that the one stormtrooper lost his weird tentacle pet uh oh that's right the uh the ship so he had a whole story that's right now there's no um specific like Mm. water creature scene in this movie however there is reference to a trash compactor in this movie which again (laughs) i think brings it over the top and makes it a fantastic star wars movie so the three star wars movies that reference Mm. a trash scene are the three best movies. I'm just saying, I'm just putting it out there. You really nailed it. When, I, when that came up, I'd forgotten about that. And I was like, wow, Brent is going to be so happy. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you really pulled it out for sure. Well, thank you. I pulled it out and showed it to people. That's right. So um, <laughs> I, I noticed that it was about 90 minutes before Kylo Ren takes off his mask. Mm. And uh, even though I knew Adam Driver was playing Kylo Ren mm-hmm. in the movie, I didn't think we'd necessarily see him without a mask. True. In the like, movie. Like uh, Darth Vader. Like yeah. Vader, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, but we do. And he just looks like a normal guy. Yep. So I was 
I was like, okay, well, <laughs> there he is. That's that's certainly Adam Driver. I uh, um, I like his mask so much, and that's one of the reasons I don't like the Last Jedi is because they. I, I, and again, I can't remember if he he crushes it or something happens to it, and then I'm so excited again because in the new one with him like using the uh, glowy red super glue that he found uh, mm-hmm. to put that mask back together. I just think it's so fucking cool. It was such a, a good. It's derivative of Darth Vader's mask in yeah. some ways, but so different. And I, I've just really fallen in love with it over time. So when he takes mm-hmm. it off, it's fine. Um, but uh, I really I really dig it on. Keep, keep the mask on, baby. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, so good. Um, so let's talk about the, the big major death in this movie, mm. um, which I, I didn't see coming. Um, and like I said, <laughs> I didn't see this movie until like, the Monday or Friday after it came out, uh-huh. it was a massive movie. Uh-huh. I saw there were spoilers for it on the, the internet, but uh, I was able to avoid them. Um, so did you did you have any inkling that uh, our old pal Han was going to bite the big one? You know, uh, I laughed when you said that because um, I, I guess I, I, I don't remember ever telling the story in the podcast or, or to you before. I'm not sure. But um, I had a friend that I worked with named Raphael actually oh my god who actually has a pair he brought him to work one time of uh he's a pair of psi i think it's the plural it's just like one or is it size uh size size if, it, size. if it's plural okay yeah. so he had, uh, he had some yeah. size mm-hmm. uh yeah. he really leaned did into he have it. some girth as well <laughs> <laughs> um but as a joke i i watched that movie on thursday night as it came out and when i was leaving work as a joke Raphael said han solo dies he had not seen it. He had not heard any spoilers. Oh, wow. He had no okay. fucking clue at all. Wow, okay. So all I go right. in and I watch the movie, and I when I see it, I am furious because it had oh, put it in my boy. head that it was going to happen. Yeah. So I felt like it was spoiled, even though it really wasn't. And he and I are friends, and it was like a big mistake, whatever. But he didn't see it for like another few days or maybe like a week. And so oh. I, I, being a good friend, did not spoil it for him. And I, mm. let it, I had to sit there for like a whole week and wait. And once he saw it, he I, he, I think he texted me and he was like, oh my God, I am so fucking sorry. I did not yeah. mean that. But it was totally like a fluke. Um, yeah. So yeah. Fluke I, Skywalker. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, uh, I, I kind of had that inkling going in just as a weird place to my brain. And then it yeah. happened. Uh, but I like though, God, the, uh, talk about the cinematography. Holy shit, that scene. Ray yeah. and Finn have come up on top and the, the beam of light on the bridge. Uh-huh. Like, it's just so epic. And uh, the way it plays out, Adam Driver in that scene is amazing. The, the thing I like best about it is the first time I saw it where Kylo is saying, I know what I need to do, but I don't know what I'm strong enough. Mm-hmm. Like, J.J. got me. You know? Oh, yeah. And Adam Driver. Like, everybody that was involved in that scene got me. I thought yeah. he was going to make the turn, mm-hmm. you know, knowing... Uh, that he's Han and Leia's son yeah. that they mentioned earlier in the movie. I thought, oh, okay, so this is where he he turns because it was very convincing. Mm-hmm. But every time I watch it, and I'm getting goosebumps just thinking oh, about yeah. it. Every time I watch it since, when he says that, I'm like, Oof. and he's like, I know what I need to do, but I don't know if I'm strong enough to do it. Will you help me? And then he mm. kills Han. I was like, fuck. That was like, like in his brain is like, I need to kill you. Yeah. Let me do it. It changes the whole game. Yeah. Yeah. Terrifying. 
Oh man, just oh man, it's so good, yeah. so good. I hate to see Han go, but man, you know, it, it it's just yeah, puts forward such impact, um, for that character, mm-hmm. and it shows how big of a threat he actually is to me. Yeah. Anyway, I think that um, also it's kind of tough because you're they're wanting to pass the baton to the new characters, but this is also supposed to be the end of the Skywalker trilogy anyway. And given the, it's like Harrison Ford didn't really want to be involved in it anymore. From what I'd heard, he agreed because right. he would be killed off in it. But then you didn't have Luke in it at all. So I feel like that was part of why people were upset about Luke not talking or the way his story went. And the next one is like Leia's story, you know, is, is going, but then she died. And so it's like we have limited time with these people. And I wonder how it all would have played out in different circumstances. Um, but and like and then like Luke for the next movie, spoiler alert, dying. Um, it's like, I don't know that we all, we needed everybody to die, but the way it plays out, and I think there's going to be even more reasoning that we find out about Kylo Ren having to do that with his father. Uh, it's so poetic and it works. So as sad yeah. as I am about it, and we don't, I want more time with these characters. I also love the new characters and mm-hmm. that is the way they're passing the baton in a way. And um, I think his death will mean something. I think it already has, but I think it'll mean mm-hmm. something further in the story and uh yeah just such a brutal but that scene is oh man it's just so powerful Mm -hmm. and then when ray comes back to um see leia and they give each other a hug it's just like you know water twist that knife a little bit more yeah speaking of leia uh man i love that she's a general in this oh yeah like she's she's the one giving orders Mm -hmm. and you know leading the charge on everything it just it makes so much sense i'm really glad they did that with that character and let her progress to to leading because it's a whole like entire multi-world rebellion that yeah. she's leading you know it's just it's it's so fucking cool yeah I she's like always it. been so involved in it I, I there's a line when i was re-watching parts of it this morning where they talk about losing their son to the dark side and han is like i went back to the only thing i was ever good at smuggling and she's like i went back to the only thing i was ever good at and it's like she's mm-hmm. been like a, so involved in the rebellion for so long like yeah. she was involved in it so heavily before and now it's been 30 years of her trying to build a new republic and uh you know get into um now that the first order is coming about and everything mm-hmm. um trying to re- lead this resistance and everything mm-hmm. um it's like she's fucking good at it that's what she's dedicated her life mm-hmm. to so um yeah, yeah I'm, I'm curious um what you think of the rehashing of the the empire to the first order and the new republic and stuff um uh, we were reading some of the comics, but uh, this is some of the ones I had read on Slash Film kind of hinted at things leading into this about like what Leia's been up to in the meantime, building the New Republic and all this stuff. And I'd be really excited to read some of those. I'm not I'm not sure if the series we're reading goes into that or if it's like a separate one that mm-hmm. I'd seen, like some one-offs or something. But um, I want some more backstory of this, you know, what's in between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. Uh, yeah. It's so ripe for, for a lot of stories. That's where The Mandalorian takes place, right? I, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. yeah, during that time, but it it takes place like totally separate from yeah. any of that stuff, you know. So it doesn't really fill any any of those gaps. I think there's a uh, Star Wars comic that Marvel put out that it was like the road to the Force Force Awakens yeah. or something okay. like that. That I don't know if it how much of those gaps it fills in, mm-hmm. but just something um, maybe it just cool. yeah, it might be just like minor character stuff leading up to it. But um, we know at a certain point during that thirty year period, obviously, you know, popped. 
popped a baby out her sniz. Um, of course, uh, she had to have. And uh, <laughs> uh, at least one, at least one, right? Um, I I think he was maybe conceived. Uh, Han Solo was like, "You still got that gold bikini, right? Mm-hmm. Put that, yeah. put that on. I'll be a little Jabba." Yeah. And then uh, Chewbacca was like, <laughs> he's always in the corner, just jerking off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't. Uh, what was it? What was the, the old one? The the Empire versus the, yeah, the, the or, First and, Order. Did it change to the First Order? I have such a hard time keeping track yeah. of like who's called what. Um, They're essentially the and, same thing. And so. the Republic, are those the good guys? The Republic. So it was like the old Republic so, fell, and then now the new okay. Republic, yeah. So here's me being a liberal guy. I have a hard time associating the word Republic mm. with uh, something being good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then having a, a, the Republic versus, well, I guess the Republic and the Rebellion are the same thing. So it's two RE named well, now uh, and now it's the resistance. And the, so the Republic is really like the Jesus. government, and the resistance or the rebellion are like the the warring factions part of it. Because like from what I did hear about this, it's like they essentially, you know, we see at the end of Return of the Jedi, especially the special edition, has a lot of people like in Naboo and everywhere like celebrating. But they were like, it's not like the Empire just fell and everything's good. Like people are going to be vying for power. So in the thirty mm-hmm. years. Leia and her team were trying to build a new republic and get people all to do, you know, to come together and vote on things and blah, blah, blah. But then there's also this first order somewhere kind of formulating from the empire and the ashes of that and being like, we're not done yet. Um, but practically, one of the things I thought of why they, they, it was good that they are still around 30 years later and that stormtroopers have changed the look of them, but they're still the same thing is uh, if we didn't have stormtroopers in this movie, it'd be really weird. I, th- I think that would be hard for people to be like, well, who, are they, who are they fighting? You know, like I, there's, some, yeah. there's some comfort in that too. And they need to look similar. I mean, they had the droids, the droid army and the prequels and stuff, but that was kind of like defeated or whatever or turned down or something, turned off, I guess. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of makes sense that they would reformulate just a, in a practical plot way that we feel comfortable with that. And we know like, oh, that's a good evolution for Finn and blah, blah, blah. So I think that was a good direction for JJ to choose. Yeah, it's a shorthand. Exactly. Sure. Yeah, there so, you go. Perfect. Yeah, some people can get it. Now on the uh, the freighter that they're on, uh, where like those two different groups come after uh, Han Solo mm-hmm. and and, uh, and Chewie. Um, the one one guy, the like Irish dude or uh-huh. whatever, or maybe a Scottish, he walks up with the the dudes with the red helmets with the like circle on their uh-huh. faces on the the helmets i thought those guys look badass i want to see more of them but i don't know maybe they're just like one-off characters yeah, I don't or, know. or whatever but um the uh, the costume designs as per usual mm-hmm. fantastic super cool you know? yeah yeah i love everything I, I was even looking up earlier to um to look at some of the colors when you were to go into the ninja turtles uh yeah. versions of these mm-hmm. people because i was like does finn's jacket that he get is it is it have um orange on it but it's like red um, and like uh, a leather or whatever, but I was even looking at that because there was a website that sells like movie jackets, like movie inspired jackets, and they sell that one. And I was like, God damn it, I really want it. It's super cool. <laughs> like even that jacket looks fucking good. Um, yeah. There's so much in this that that just looks really rad. 
You know, Finn doesn't have orange on his costuming, but uh, you know what? He sure does befriend BB-8, doesn't he? Yeah. And if you're thinking, hey, Poe Dameron's droid is BB-8 who mm. wears orange, I, to that I will say, hey, don't poke holes in this. That's the thing I came up with. <laughs> don't poke holes in this. Don't poke holes. <laughs> don't poke holes. That's really weird to say. Poe holes. Poe holes. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds dirty. You know, I, okay, I wasn't going to give any more spoilers for mm-hmm. episode nine, but at the end oh. of that movie, we see a callback <laughs> to the black hole thing where Poe walks up to Finn, whispers in his ear, you can poke my hole. <laughs> walks off. That's fades, beautiful. Fades into the background, like Michael Myers, just fading back <laughs> into the closet. I love it. Yeah. Progressive values, you know? That's true. That's what it's yeah. all about. Yeah. Putting things in holes. <laughs> Putting things in holes. <laughs> Yep. That that is what our goal is as a democratic <laughs> society. <laughs> uh, we also didn't say whatever uh, during that scene. I, I'd written the note. Uh, ben it was the first time we heard his yeah. first name because uh-huh. uh, we learned from Snoke that he that Han Solo was his dad, uh, and then we see them meet together later on, and they've talked about it. But uh, the fact that he's named after Obi Wan that's interesting. So mm-hmm. kind of fun. Um, mm, yeah. I'm looking at my notes. That's pretty much what I got for that okay. one. And that's, it's really like, it's like the lightsaber goes to Ray. And I was like, oh, I already talked about that scene in the snow, but I do like that. Uh, yeah. John Boyega gets sliced up and he gets in like a little coma and Ray, uh, Kylo Ren is trying to get the lightsaber and it goes past him and flies into Ray's hand. I think it's still a fucking, such a cool scene. So it's a good, good little fake out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like Oof. it. Mm-hmm. That yep. gives me chills, that kind of stuff. Hell yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the part where they are, um, where Finn grabs Ray by the hand and insists on holding her hand as they're running and she oh my consistently God, yes. says, I don't, or stop holding my stop hand or something like that. In fact, it's a, it's a, it's a little bit metatextual, I mm-hmm. think, you know, like just because she's a girl doesn't yeah. mean, mean she has to have her hand held. So I, I like that. But also when they're like running from the, um, the, is it like TIE fighters or whatever mm-hmm. that show up and start oh, shooting well, the place? Yeah, yeah. Um, where they are running toward a ship. And they're like, well, how about that one? And they're like, no, that one's a pile of junk. The ship they're running to explodes. Then they're like, okay, so we'll get in the, the junky looking one. Camera pans over. It's the Millennium Falcon. And boom, the uh, the score kicks in. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Just- it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fucking sexy. Yeah, it's, the, yeah. it's it's like we talked about with the prequels. It's the right kind of blend of nostalgia and newness. Um, yep. That feels exciting. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, or his cow. <laughs> uh, and uh, I, it partly it just fits because it's a sequel. I think, like we were talking about before with like uh, C-3PO does not need to be there at least the whole time during the prequels. He was fine to like, I, I still think that's cool. Like R2-D2 seeing the whole thing is going to be, I think it might be even important to be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't need this, the fan service of that, but it makes sense that C-3PO, like any of those characters that could be, would be in the sequels later on because we've already seen them, but throwing them in before we've seen them did not necessarily make sense. And uh, and then in this one, they, they're able to do that, bring in old ships, old people we like, but also bring in new stuff like BB-8 that, that fits so well and are really cool. So yeah. um, there's just something about it's just such a better fit, a better feeling with these movies versus the prequels. And, uh, JJ for, for whatever reason, JJ seems to understand this universe better than George does. 
at this point, <laughs> at least, you know, yeah. like he yeah. gets it from maybe, maybe what we need now is fans who grew up with it, um, mm-hmm. that are good directors, you know, that's, that feels like the better plan than the old director going back to his toys. Um, mm-hmm. maybe he ran yeah. out of ideas that were good enough. <laughs> Hell yeah. So yeah, that's okay. And I, I, I'm glad that we have what we have. So it's new. This new trilogy is really rad. What if there was um, plans to discard the original prequels and then make new prequels, but they're directed by Zack Snyder? (laughs) (laughs) I do like the idea of uh, new prequels. I thought, like, some of the things that I, like, watching those uh, belated media, or, yeah, whatever it's called, um, videos, Uh um, I was like, man, if they could just like, redo these, it's still pretty much the same. But like, uh, just like these tweaks would be great. Like, man, yeah. that would be it could be so much better. Um, Zack Snyder, eh. <laughs> not my first choice, right. not my last choice, right? Um, but uh, I would I would certainly be willing uh, as a fan mm-hmm. just be like, if you guys want to redo those though too, that'd be I'm down for that. Change it up yeah. a little bit, make things fit mm-hmm. better. Get some better acting and better dialogue. Mm-hmm. I'm down for that ride. Okay. So I think we're in agreement. Release a Snyder cut of the Star Wars prequels. With, yep. Release it. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you have any more notes? You know, I'm kind of talked out, and that really was the end of the notes that I had written. So I was kind of mm-hmm. curious if you had anything. No, that's that's it for me. I'm glad we kept it short um, <laughs> for this one. <laughs> As we do. Uh, as we do. So uh, in the meantime, dear listener, if you have some thoughts on this movie, certainly let us know yeah. by emailing us at let's talk about stuff podcast at gmail.com. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at let's talk about. No, you cannot. Uh, not at that. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at LTAS pod. Ah, man. Um, follow Stephen on Letterboxd and Twitter at StephenFisher22. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brent Hibbard. And then, of course, follow the one true Carl, Reginald mm. Bell Johnson, on Twitter at Arvell Johnson. Will he show up in episode nine? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I can't confirm nor deny. There was something really random that showed up in my Twitter feed the other day, and I was like, what is this? And it was because Reginald Bell Johnson had retweeted it. <laughs> And I was like, okay. (laughs) He like never does anything on there. So it showed up like after months of nothing. I was like, oh, cool. Sure. All right. Whatever you want, Lord. It's pretty awesome. Yep, exactly. He's speaking to me. So, so speaking of speaking to you, I'll I'll be speaking to you this time next week as well. Um, But (laughs) on that episode, we're going to briefly touch on Star Wars Episode 8, The Last Jedi from Mm. 2017. Uh, We've already done a full episode on it, but I imagine we're going to to watch it maybe this week and then uh, touch on it a little bit and uh, see if our tastes have changed at all Mm. on it. Um, I kind of don't remember what I said on it last time. I don't either. uh, I am looking forward to rewatching mm-hmm. it just to see if it, it changes, you know, on a, a second time through. Um, would this be the first time you're rewatching it? I it must be since then. I haven't I haven't picked it up. It's just yeah. not as much fun for me to put on. So yeah, uh, this will be an, a, a revisioning in my mm-hmm. mind. So it'll be kind of cool. Sure. Um, but the main topic for next week is going to be a unique one. Mm-hmm. U- unique New York. <clears throat> unique New York. We're going to talk about. 
the Star Wars. And if you're saying, Stephen, mm. that's wrong. I'm going to say, well, it, I'm Brent. I'm, the, yeah. I'm This is Brent that's talking. I even didn't follow that for a second. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Who am I? Look, we sound similar. Yeah. It, it happens, right? My the Star Wars Brent. is a comic adaptation of George Lucas's 1974 rough draft mm. of Star Wars. And uh, there's some, some big changes mm-hmm. afoot. Oh, uh, my wife doesn't like feet. Let me scratch that. There's some big changes a-doing. Oh, okay. So we're going to read that. It's uh, mm-hmm. eight issues, originally published by Dark Horse Comics, now through Marvel. It's available on Comixology Unlimited to read Sweet. as part of your subscription. And it's on the Marvel Unlimited app, so you can read along with us. And... Uh, yeah, it, it should be a crazy one because there's all kind of weird changes that mm-hmm. were made later on. Um, and uh, I read this for the first time a few years back. Totally lost. I don't know how I got through it. I think I just was just like, well, I got to do this. So, you know, I like to finish what yeah. I start. Um, but, uh, yeah, looking forward to getting your thoughts on it. Yeah. And uh, fingers crossed we have a, a guest joining us cool. for that one. Yeah, that'd yeah, be awesome. Um, like that, so. Yeah. I had read the very, very beginning of this um, years ago. Um, just the title? Just the Star Wars. Nope, not for me. Nope. Don't think I'd like this. The Star War, I would read. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I was thinking back on it last night uh, about knowing we would be rereading it. And one of my things that I kept mentioning during the prequels was I thought that Anakin should have a beard. And I flashed back last night to thinking, I think that book opens where Luke and Leia, or Luke, I don't know how much has changed it, like Luke Mm -hmm. is like a kid and his dad is alive with him. And I'm pretty sure it's like, it's Anakin, but he has like a beard and he's like a full Jedi. I have this like vision of that. So we'll see how it all plays out. But uh, I'm like, maybe that's kind of where that idea seeped into my brain. That that was a good, you know, thing for them to do then. But uh, I'm excited to see how this all changes it up. So yeah, and I'm, I'm trying to remember. I think it says in uh, like the zero issue or whatever um, the the back matter of mm-hmm. that book that um, I think they tried to use as much of the original costume and character mm-hmm. designs that they had. Yeah, and then for for new stuff that they had to design, they kind of kept it in that vein or whatever. Yeah, so that's cool. It'll be interesting. Like you said, the the original version for Chewbacca looked quite a bit different than yeah now. So. A lot of stuff like that. Mainly, he had pants. Um, that was a big thing. Well, he was—he's—he's mm-hmm. he's not even Donald Duck in it. He's just got that. He's—you know—he's original. He's—he's he's Chewbacca in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's so furry. There's got to just be a huge hanging dick in there, and that just like. Oh yeah. <sighs> uh, It's—I mean, it's you know, like a sheath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it's kind of like a. Uh, a kangaroo pocket, like a pouch, that just goes yeah. down his inner thigh that he just right. tucks his dick in. Hell and yeah. it's just all covered in fur, so it just all kind of looks that way. It's all good. Mm, say it slower. <laughs> he sticks <laughs> his dick in his pouch. <laughs> in his leg pouch. Oh. Sexy. Uh, yeah, so that's what we're talking about. Looking forward so to it. Check that out. Meet us back here. Same Meltass time. Same Meltass channel. Excellent. Uh, back to you and until next time (laughs) transitions are easy Uh, (laughs) until next time I'm Steven I'm Brent and let's talk later
we've got like some somewhat decent yeah, outtakes. Yeah, it was but, pretty good. Um, just in case. Oh yeah. Um, just in case, right? Um, oh boy, <laughs> I was not prepared for this. Pressures on. Say. Pressures on. Um, let's see. Let's see. Look around the room. See if you can uh, find something to talk about. Mm. Uh, uh, acorns. Uh, there. <laughs> it's. It's not beacorns. Is this the quality content we're looking for for the uh, the end of the show? Again, it's not quality; mm. it's quantity. We got to run this clock out. We got to get to three hours. We simply must. <laughs> People are clamoring for it. Yeah, yeah. Are they though? No, no one clamors. My <laughs> my uh, my throat is clamoring for more water. Unfortunately, yeah. so I'm one of the last dregs. I, I saved it. I finished that coke a long time ago, though. Steven, you're drinking that toilet dry. I do like to record in the bathroom. It has good acoustics. <laughs> and a fresh fresh supply of water, so it's nice. <laughs> Look, they just have all this tepid water left in this bowl. Mm. Mm. Tell me more. It's so good. good. If you want it cool, you just drink out of the tank. If you're a weirdo. <laughs> you got to deal with that bubble thing hitting you in the face. <laughs> That's right. That's why you gotta have a crazy straw. Yeah. Now look, if you drink out of the tank, you're not gonna get any of the flavor. Me, I'm a flavor guy. That's why I drink out of the bowl. <laughs> Me, I'm a flavor guy. You said that just like straight out of like a, a '90s Doritos commercial or something. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Me, I'm a flavor guy. Yeah. <laughs> cool Ranch toilet water. <laughs> Man, Doritos is really just lending the brand to everything. That's right. Yeah. It's like a new, like, I don't know what that is. it like Lysol or whatever? They have like the, the toilet things that clip on and like continue. Steven, I believe you're talking about the 2000 flushes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't. Is that what it's called? Oh, my God, Steven. Oh. You don't remember the 2000 flushes nope. guy? I do oh not. Oh, my God. <laughs> what what yeah, era are we pop talking? Pop culture podcast. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> this is a pop culture podcast. I'm so sorry. I let you down. He is I a feel really bad about it. 2000 flushes? Figure. 2000 flushes. He's an old man. Flushes. 2,000 flushes. So I'm saying that 2,000 flushes has a new Cool Ranch Doritos flavor. Okay. Yeah. Uh, should I do 2,000 flushes old man? Sure. Give that a shot. Oh, there he is. He's got like a vest on. That's right. Yeah. Because he's invested in you cleaning <laughs> your toilets. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I have to go watch that for up to three months, or maybe it's four months. Whichever he does is this, the correct one. yeah, four, yeah, four. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. From 1992, yeah, 2000. All right. Well, there's videos I got to watch now. So, yeah. Uh, should we just scrap our plans for next week and just do <laughs> 2000 flushes review? This guy is amazing. <laughs> I'm very excited. I wonder if it'll uh, peak my my memory. Uh, holes hmm. if it'll uh, finger well, those holes and wake me up a little bit is that what that that uh george michael song is about wake me up before i go go or i guess it's wham yeah it's just like, but yeah it was a heavy tie-in because it was around that same time uh-huh, that's true he partnered up with the 2000 flushes guy it's like yeah there you go they uh he was really big into flushing mm-hmm. so michigan yep Again, they have water problems there, okay? It's weird that there's a place called Flushing. Is that right? There's Flushing, Flushing, New York. 
Is there a flushing Michigan? You know what? Let's look. Is this up. worth this it? This is important. This is important content. Um, I think that regular listeners of the show. Flushing, Michigan. Oh, okay. Damn. It's a city in it. Genesee County in the U.S. state of Michigan. There you go. Well, Classic plumbing problems there, you know? Oh, it is considered a suburb of Flint. You got yeah. it, Brent. You mm-hmm. nailed it. There's only 8,000 people there, so. They call me Flint so, Knowledge Brent, you know? People call him that. He, it's his big passion. People, you know it. <laughs> when you were here last weekend and we were like walking around the town, you know, mm-hmm. and people were like, is that, is that Flint Knowledge Brent? And you were like, what'd they say? And then I had to repeat it back. And I, it was like a whole conversation, yeah. but then you, then you got it. It's worth it, though. Yeah. Um, if it ain't Flint, it ain't Brent. I saw a, uh, a Twitter thread the other day about uh, everybody's like weird town people. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's just like Banjo Bob. He likes to walk around town and play the banjo, and he always wears that hat. And, like, that's the most explanation you ever get. And people all were like, oh, yeah, we have that guy. He, like, always wears, like, a full-body suit of pink, and he goes to concerts and he dances around. Like, you're that for, for Broken Arrow. You have really good knowledge yeah. about the Flint water crisis. Yeah. We used to have this guy named Biker Fox who would write out – did you ever see this guy? No, is this for real? That's a true, true story. Oh, yeah. sweet. In, in Tulsa, we had this guy named Biker Fox, which is this man that had to be in his 50s, uh, had a mullet long, mm. uh, longer than anyone should have ever had a mullet. Yeah. Um, but he would ride around, bike shorts and all, and he would just ride out into the median between like lanes of traffic uh-huh. and just like do like no stands on his bike. Oh, weird. Like do all kinds of like, weird shit or whatever. And it seemed like it was uh, potentially catastrophic. Yeah. Um, you know, because of his two wheel bike, you know, falls over uh-huh. in the traffic. Uh, he dead immediately. But the police were just like, oh, he's having a good time. <laughs> he's, he's fine. Um, I have an irrational but, fear yeah. of driving next to people that are on sidewalks that they're going to slip and fall, and neither of us will have time to react, and I will just crush yeah. their heads. Uh huh. That's a real fear of mine. <laughs> Boy, wow. All right. <laughs> the other day, Amanda and I were leaving my work, and there was a mom with a, ki- a little kid, like a four-year-old, standing on the, like, the, the grassy median next to the sidewalk by the road, like really close to the road. And he kept trying to pull from her and run into the road. And she was like holding onto his arm, so she knew he couldn't go anywhere, but she was like absentmindedly like looking around. And Amanda and I were just watching in horror, trying to get out into this traffic, and I was like, oh this kid is just going to pull suddenly and fall into the road and a car will be there and I'm going to watch this kid be murdered in front of me. Yeah. Oh real fear. <laughs> Bring us straight down. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I'm glad yeah, that so, thing I survived, basically. So, uh... Outtakes? <laughs> we'll talk to you guys on the next episode. <laughs> Okay, and so for the sync word, you know, <sighs> I've been trying to come up with something that relates to the individual, uh, I almost said Star Trek, but the Star Wars episodes <laughs> uh, as we're going through here, and uh, I, as I was watching episode seven last night, I was like, man, I was just, like, are we supposed to make BB-8 noises mm. or, or whatever, and uh, I, I really didn't have anything that I jotted down until this very moment we started recording, I've, I've got one. We have to go to fan favorite Uncar Plutt's very own one quarter portion. <laughs> yeah, excellent. 
Yeah. That's the Simon Pegg right. guy, right? Yes, it is. I thought about mm-hmm. that. I like, uh, yeah, I like that he was in this. Mm-hmm. One quarter portion. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I got that. I can do that. Do you think, do you think anytime Simon Pegg has sex, he's like, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm pegging you, girl. And then she's like, no, that's not what that means. And he's like, well, what does it mean? And she's like, let me show you. And then there's a whole, maybe he likes it, maybe he doesn't, you know? No judgment. Yeah. But that, it's got to come from somewhere, right? <laughs> what if he, what if she looked down and she was like, is that it? And he's just like, one quarter portion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, hell yeah. That was great. Ooh, one of those it. mornings. This whole episode is worth it. <laughs> Soul podcast, right. worth we're, it. We, uh, before we started recording, and we're, we're in the outtakes right now, but mm-hmm. uh, so you probably know from listening to the full episode, but uh, Stephen had a, a, a rough morning. Mm. So uh, I'm very tired. And, you know, I feel somewhat okay, but my, uh, my, my voice is a little uh, meh. Yeah, what's uh, that about? So, oh, it's just what my voice normally sounds like. <laughs> so I was going to say, there's no change to me. It doesn't sound any different. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's what my fam- family tells me all the time. It's like, oh, what's wrong with your voice? It sounds annoying. Oh, wait. As it's how you. I was born, I told you. <laughs> Lady Gaga has a song about it. All right. All right. Brent, yeah, that is your anthem whenever you go uh, for family events. That's right. Yeah. That's right. All right. So, uh, oh, I was going to say record, but we've already, we're doing that. Uh, we're doing it. <laughs> Ooh, just don't align. Ooh, that doesn't feel good. I feel like I have a pending lawsuit. Oh out. man! Um, but uh, yeah, let's uh, let's sync with one quarter portion on. Um, let's go three. This okay, time. change yeah. it up. Change it up. Yeah, it's cool. All right, one, two. Oh, and you have to you have to <clears throat> do it as Uncar Plutt. Oh yeah, sure, sure. Of course, right. All right, on three. One, two, three. One, one quarter, quarter portion. portion. Because you don't find out like who the like cast and crew is until the very, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> oh boy! Oh god! <laughs> Brit, guys, I'm freaking out. Brit just changed into an old man before my very eyes. <laughs> oh, I used the infinity gems. Oh, God. <laughs> what hurts? Shazam! Okay, so, oh, God damn it. L-P-A-S.